0: This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allows members to request future stories and themes. Thank you for listening. This podcast contains mature content and is intended for an adult audience only. It contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of all stories is fiction with any similarities to real people or events being purely coincidental. This podcast is not intended for anything but entertainment of the listener, and if you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. Endangered by LTPC Chapter 01 Susan ran down the lane, memory guiding her through the night as she clutched the boy to her chest. He was too big for her to carry for long, but she needed to get away and conceal her presence while she still had time. Christopher sobbed quietly in her arms as she ran, not understanding what was going on. His father had told him to be good for Susan, and to remember that he loved him. He had then placed a hand on his forehead, causing Christopher to black out, the words be hidden till you come of age echoing in his head. Now, awakened by the sensation of being carried by Susan, he somehow knew he would never see his father again. Susan was panting hard by the time she reached the end of the path sweat dripping down her face. She put him on the ground and grabbed his hand. Quiet Chris, we have to be quiet. She whispered. They stood silent in the darkness. Chris shivered slightly, staring out into the night, and did as he was bid. Focusing on her inner strength, she muttered a spell she hoped would conceal her from Elfin's senses. The effect of the sudden energy drain made her stagger to one knee, which at least indicated the spell was doing something. Okay Chris, now we have Torin. Desperately, she pulled him behind her as they ran toward the forest. Just as they crossed under the canopy of trees at the forest's edge, Their path was illuminated from behind by a gout of flame streaking into the sky, followed by a bestial roar. "'Father!' Chris cried out, twisting frantically from her grip before Susan regained her hold and clamped her hand over his mouth. She hoisted him up to carry him once again, moving unsteadily as exhaustion began gaining a foothold over adrenaline-fueled exertion. The path twisted as they advanced deeper and deeper into the gloom. Behind them the roars continued for a while, mixed with the sound of fighting, before being cut off. Tears streaked Susan's face and mingled with her sweat, as she ran with her charge into the night. Roughly fifteen years later, Chris was having a dream. It wasn't a good or a bad dream, yet it was an all-too-familiar one. He was in his room. He knew he was asleep. He lay on his bed, unmoving, unblinking, staring out into the darkness lit by a faint, sourceless, purple light. Presently he could make out the end of his bed, the bedroom door, and his closet. All of the colors were off, much darker than they should be. Objects looked malleable, insubstantial, almost liquid to the point of transparency. He gazed without moving, his eyes changing position every now and then. As the dream continued, he sometimes shifted in bed, rolling over to one side as he slept, facing a new view though most likely a mundane one such as a different expanse of his pillow. These times seemed interminable to Chris, and in the dreams he seemed only to be waiting until he woke up. Mostly he just thought about things, his girlfriend Annabelle, homework, computer games, sex, farm work, school, magic, other beings, dragons. Anything to pass the dream time. At the moment, his view revealed part of the forearm on which his head was resting. Unlike other objects, it appeared solid and wholesome, tinged with a slight purple glow. Chris had thought perhaps he was the source of the purple light. On closer inspection, as the hours of forced boredom marched on relentlessly, he realized the light was ambient, emanating from the air itself, and yet he seemed to emit it, too. Once, a few years ago, he dreamt he had seen his stepmother Susan open his door quietly and stand there, watching him. It had been exciting yet somewhat embarrassing to see her ghostly body lit by the purple light, her curves visible through her transparent nightgown. He had stared back, transfixed. While watching him, she had leaned against the doorframe, arms clasped together in front of her, unwittingly presenting her breasts seductively to him. He had talked with her about his recurring dream, but not about this one. The ether, that's what she called it, the nothing between everything. Everything in the ether was a bleed through from the norm, a shadow of its real self. Whatever that meant. Susan had tried to explain that the ether was like a sub-level of reality, the stuff between dimensions. Everything in the norm had a small presence in the ether, on the other hand, there were entities in the ether that weren't present in the norm, wraiths, sprites, parasites, and plants, living off of each other, and from the energy bleeding in from the norm, she hadn't known why his dreams took him there. Perhaps it was just part of being a dragon, she'd suggested, something about which he would find out when that side of himself became unlocked. As a witch, she could enter the ether at will, but the energy costs for entering, exiting, and maintaining a presence in the ether were very high, and might trap her inside it if she wasn't careful. Chris shifted in his sleep, the new vista now revealing more of the upper part of his room. The silvery white moss was growing back. When he had first seen the plant gaining territory along his ceiling, he had tried to scrub it off as soon as he'd woken up, but without any success. Susan had been ecstatic though immediately retrieving a paint scraper, a ladder, and an enchanted glass jar from her magic room. Spelling herself into the ether, she disappeared before his eyes, only to emerge about a minute later, enervated yet triumphant, holding a jar packed with the white moss. he then had to carry her to her bed, and she'd even called in sick the next day, to give her time to recover. Apparently it was all worth it though. Ether moss was supposedly very valuable as a magical ingredient. Everything from the ether was valuable, apparently. Not many beings had the strength, or will even to enter, much less use it effectively. Aether mages specialized in this, but despite her enthusiasm Susan wasn't interested in attaining the much-vaunted specialized knowledge. She was happy enough with her lesser magic, plants, and potions. Susan, his childhood nurse and tutor, now the sole parent of a teenaged guy who, apparently, had a dragon trapped inside of him. Chris would have found this hard to believe had Susan not shown him things that couldn't be explained as anything other than magic. Then there was Jethry Dale, the old farmer in whose house Chris had grown up, and who had scared the shit out of Chris the first time he revealed himself as a work No wonder he'd seemed so sprightly and quick unnatural for any normal 78-year-old human. Chris sometimes teased Jethry that it was no wonder he owned a dairy, in response to which he'd hear Jethry suck in his breath with a hissing sound and throw him a look of mock irritation. Then there were other things. For example, he could smell what other people couldn't, and he had a desire for gold and valuable objects. Sometimes he felt their presence nearby, even when not in sight, especially gold and gemstones. The sensation gave him a feeling of well-being and contentment. In fact, Chris occasionally went gold-hunting in the mountain ranges on weekends, and his life savings outside of about a thousand dollars was in gold, concealed in his mattress. He'd been quite industrious and now slept on its comforting presence. Chris had finally become resigned, accepting that there was a dormant dragon inside him. It would come out eventually, a thought both exciting and terrifying. Once it emerged, he would truly enter the magical world, no longer appearing as a human to all supernatural beings as he now did due to his father's protective spell. Susan had originally interpreted his father's incantation be hidden until you come of age to mean that when he turned eighteen, Chris would then be of age. However, that birthday had come and gone uneventfully over a year ago, and his dragon remained hidden. The next logical target date, therefore, would seem to be his twenty-first birthday, assuming that the enchantment was intelligent enough to adapt to its environment. They were now in America, after all. Susan had brought Chris to live at the Werecats farm outside of Laramie after fleeing Europe where his parents had died. However, she was far from sure, given that dragons matured much more slowly than humans. Dragons. His dragon was the reason he'd had to be hidden. According to Susan, they were almost extinct. Highly valued for their immense powers of spellcraft, longevity, strength, and healing, most were in hiding or under protection. Dragons overflow with magic. A dragon's saliva was a powerful healing concoction, his venom was the base ingredient in the deadliest poisons, and his spend was a powerful aphrodisiac that greatly enhanced sexual pleasure. Other parts such as scales, horns, and teeth would be extremely valuable to those involved in darker magic, but usually resulted in the death of the dragon during extraction. There were laws in place to prevent dragon hunting, an ultimately wasteful practice, but this didn't stop some from trying. His mother had died this way, and his father was killed for taking revenge on an elf royal who had hunted her down, or so the story went. Knowing that he would likely die and leave Chris with no guidance after his dragon emerged, his father had locked Chris's dragon inside him with the enchantment, effectively hiding it from the world until he had a decent chance. It was a decision made during a time of great desperation and with an overwhelming sense of loss. So, for all of the potentially great power, strength, cunning, and magic, Chris knew almost nothing about being a dragon, other than what Susan had picked up from his parents. Chris dreamed he was bored again. Staring listlessly at the roof as he lay in bed Exams and classes had ended several days ago So no school assignments crowded his thoughts and schedule Other than the ceremonies and socializing Things he generally avoided He didn't have any reason to attend L.F. Annabelle wanted to go Though, he would go with her She was probably the only reason he hadn't been branded a complete loner at school Having an attractive, well-liked girlfriend had done wonders for his social image He watched the ceiling some more before the dreaded view of his bedside table wheeled into view The digital clock perched on top Now he had to watch the countdown he had tried turning the clock away from the bed before going to sleep. Ironically, he'd found that not being able to tell how long was left till the alarm went off was infuriating. Thus, when the clock was all there was in view, it mattered, the time ticked by. Only three minutes remained, Chris started to think about milking the cow's 0 m He felt himself rested from the ether dream, the alarm sounding harshly in his eardrums. Despite being in the waking dream half the night, he felt rested. After moving his legs over the edge of the bed and sitting up, Chris reached for his drink bottle and down the dregs. Walking over to the switch and flicking on the light, he stretched and yawned a bit, waiting until his eyes adjusted, and then checked himself out in the mirror. He was happy enough with what he saw, a broad and strong body, well-muscled but with a healthy layer of fat over the top. There were real muscles from working. As to the top layer, he was too lazy and hungry to bother with getting the fat off. There wasn't much of it, and it only obscured his six-pack abs a little. He didn't have rolls or pillows so it was all good. Annabelle seemed to like him well enough anyway. He glanced at his penis. Extending out proud and thick with its morning cheer, the bulbous head bobbed at him before it started to gradually deflate. Watching his deflation was a strange yet somehow fascinating experience, such a fundamental change occurring right before his eyes. He would give himself a trim down there this morning, in anticipation of what he and Annabelle had planned sometime in the coming days. He usually kept himself reasonably groomed, but losing one's virginity was certainly an occasion meriting some extra preparation dot they'd been together for the last year and a half, but hadn't done the deed. She had promised her family, despite not buying into their religious dogmas, that she would wait till she was 18 which was now a few months ago. Chris didn't especially mind. Despite the traumas he'd experienced in his young life, he had also learned that good things came to those who waited. Besides, she gave him blowjobs and he loved eating her out, watching her respond and listening as she came all over his tongue and fingers. He realized he was getting a bit of chub back just thinking about it, so before he could get carried away he got on with getting dressed. Heading downstairs Chris put the kettle on, took a leak, made two mugs of coffee, and then carried one back upstairs. He knocked on Susan's door perfunctorily before entering and placing it on her bedside table. Stepping quietly, he moved to the edge of the bed and sat down. Morning, Mom, he said gently. She smiled and rolled over to face him. Hey, sweetie, oh, you're the best, she said, sitting up against the headboard and turning the bedside lamp on. She reached for her coffee. Sweeping her long black hair away from her face, she looked up with a yawn, and he watched her sleepy blue eyes focus on him. Did you sleep okay? Yeah. I had the dream again, though, he admitted. Anyway, I'll go get started with Jethry. It should be a quick milking this morning. He left a few of the cows in with the calves last night. Well, at least the dream doesn't make you tired, Susan said, frowning slightly at the thought of the recurring ether dream. She tried countless times to reason it out, but still couldn't fully explain its existence. So, breakfast at seven? She asked. That gives me plenty of time to check the plants and get ready for work, with time left over. Sure. Chris got up to head for the door then paused. Want me to bring any milk up to the house? I think we're okay for today. Some eggs would be nice for breakfast though, don't you think? He nodded and strolled off out the door and downstairs. Susan sighed, sipping at her coffee. They had such a good thing going. She wasn't his real mother, but she might as well have been. They had slipped into the roles so easily. Now, he was finished with high school and would be leaving the nest. She'd given him a basic education about the secret magical world he belonged to, but couldn't teach him magic, not while his dragon lay dormant, locked away. The heart of the conundrum centered around her awareness that she knew so little and yet had experienced the two worlds and their myriad dangers to her most beloved charge. Thus, even though she didn't know much about dragons, she also couldn't trust anyone else to teach him. It would break her heart if anything happened to her boy. Pfft, hardly a boy anymore, she muttered under her breath. Her mind wandered as she sipped from the steaming cup. In the last year he had really bulked up. They had even had to get him all new clothes. He ran some mornings and did exercises. The farm work was the catalyst. No. Chopping wood, feeding out hay bales, lifting bats of milk, had turned her boy into a fit, tall, broad-shouldered, handsome young man. It made her wonder if this stage marked his coming of age. Perhaps his unlocking would occur any day now. The thought of the release of his dragon sent shivers down her spine. It would be a confusing and dangerous time, yet she was excited. Chris would likely become a whole new person, and she wanted to be there to watch, as the new young man came forth. Would he leave? Would he let me stay with him? Maybe he'd even let me use his powers to aid in magic? The thought of what that might involve made her blush, so she put it aside. Whatever happened, she would be losing her son. Susan finished her coffee and dressed. He was so sweet to bring coffee every morning before going to work. They had fallen into this routine only recently. It had happened all of a sudden one day last year he just shown up, cup in hand at her door that first morning, and had stuck to it every morning since it was still dark out. She would check on the outside garden later. Yawning, she made her way down to the basement. Keying in the code for the basement door, she was hit by a wonderful floral fragrance once it opened. They're actually flowering! She twittered to herself excitedly. Susan loved plants. They gave her almost everything she needed for her magic, were wonderful fun to grow, and made her a decent profit on top of her job as a lab technician. The entire space within the large basement had been transformed into a high-tech hydroponic system. Stopping first to check the pumps and filters at one end of the room, she then grabbed a basket and moved out under the lights. She grew whatever took her fancy or was useful, including some of the rarer magical species. The one that had flowered overnight was a night heart that she had grown from seed. Its flowers could be harvested for use in powerful sleeping drafts and anesthetic compounds. Humming happily to herself she picked a few flowers to dry, and then a few more to keep fresh from which to make a tincture, before doing the rounds to check the other plants. Her work complete, she headed upstairs and outside into the early morning sunlight to work in her garden, glad that it was summer. Chris was glad it was summer, too. Laramie was bitterly cold in winter. Set on an alpine plateau, there was snow on the ground much of the year. At the moment, though, he was comfortable in just his overalls. The herd of forty cows cycled through the milking machines, kept happy with portions of hay. It was almost 6.30 a.m. by the time Jethry silently showed up. Chris sensed him. Turning his head, he acknowledged the old man watching him from the gate. What took you so long this morning? You sleep in? Chris jibed. Must have. Jethry replied cheekily. After all, old age had some advantages. Although as a work-at he wasn't really aging. Besides, you've got everything in hand, he said, nodding in the direction of the cows. Are you going to school today? If you've got time, there's some thistles coming up in the western bull field. I'm going to school. There aren't classes, but Annabelle will be there. They have some sort of event for leavers all day. I'll take a look at the thistles when I get back, he said as he unhooked a cow and let her out. Ah, to be young, to be young, Jethry smirked good-naturedly. That girl has you wrapped around her finger. He liked to tease Chris a little sometimes. It was fun to watch him get flustered. Chris blushed a little but managed to think up a retort within a respectable time frame. I do okay. Besides, being with Annabelle beats grubbing thistles all day or hanging around with a lecherous old tomcat. Hey, I'm not that old. Jethry retorted. As to Chris's other accusation, he couldn't deny it. They stayed companionably silent for a bit as Chris got another cow hooked up. Trying to be thoughtful, Jeffrey waxed serious. Chris, be careful with her. She's a sweet girl but once your dragon comes out, things will be different. She's only a human and our world is all or nothing. I know Jeffrey. Chris replied. Looking up at the work hat, I've thought about it quite a bit when I didn't go dragon last year, it kind of messed up our plans. Susan and I thought that by now we would have moved to Denver for my training and to get protection till I could fend for myself. Now it feels like I'm just waiting around for it to happen. I don't know what to do with myself, and honestly, I didn't think things would ever get this serious with Annabelle. He paused for a moment to push up a loose milking cup. besides, at the end of the summer, Annabelle will be going away to Denver to get her chef's qualification. He found it a little ironic that he would be the one being left behind. I'm sorry about that, Chris. Probably for the best, though. Besides, you belong with your own kind. Jeffrey said quietly. It's pretty brutal for humans in our world, he thought to himself. He'd seen all sorts of mistreatment of humans in his younger days as a wandering Tom. Things had gotten better in recent years as humans advanced and bloomed, to the point where they now actually presented a real threat to beings. In direct proportion to their advanced development, care was increasingly required to keep them oblivious. Ironically, many long lived beings maintained the old stigmas. Humans were still considered livestock, or property by some. Jeffrey's last comment raised Chris Hackles a bit. At the moment she is my own kind. Besides, what does that even matter? It matters more than it should. Jeffrey said. You aren't human, Chris, even though you appear to be. Who knows what will happen when your dragon comes out. It could be very dangerous for her. Jeffrey didn't like what he was saying but it was important to pursue the subject. He was the closest thing the boy had had to a father over the years. Chris simmered quietly for a moment, digesting the good sense in the werecat's warnings but hating that it made sense at all. He liked Annabelle a lot, loved her, perhaps. I know that, Jeffrey. He said, his words followed by a frustrated sigh. At least we have this summer before she goes away. hun. Jethry grunted jovially before breaking into a tune. Summer loving. Had me a blast. God, make it stop. Chris laughed, glad that Jethry had switched back to his humorous side. Just promise you won't knock her up with a baby dragon or something. Jethry joked. Aye, we aren't, haven't. Chris sputtered before realizing Jethry was now laughing heartily at him, leaning against the gate for support. Aw, screw you, you dried up old fart. You're just jealous. Chris joked self-consciously, his face on fire. Sounds like there's not that much to be jealous about. I thought you two had been at it for months the way you reek of each other. wheezed out Jethry as he recovered from his belly aching laughter. Soon enough, my furry friend. Chris retorted, chuckling now. Bold words. I'll expect details. Jethry said, accompanied by a wiggle of his scraggly eyebrows. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Old man, you need to learn to use the internet so your frustration doesn't overflow. Besides, I thought Susan said you and Ms. Ashford had a thing? And what about one of the Stevens girls? Chris laughed as Jeffrey's face contorted into an expression of comical sorrow. The Stevens were a family of war cats, the only other such beings in the local area. They weren't aware of Chris's situation, thinking he was Susan's non-magical human son. Nah, that old Tart's cats didn't like me, and none of the Stevens' pride girls are interested in an old creeper like me. He paused. So, the internet you say? I've said too much. Chris chuckled, standing up from checking a cow's teat. I'm pretty much done here and all you're doing is standing around. You can finish up. See you tonight then. Jeffrey said. He watched Chris make his way to the chicken coop and then back to the house. He smiled. Chris was hard-working, quick, and good-natured. If anything, the old tomcat thought he could use a bit more backbone. But the dragon would take care of that dot mythot. Jethry froze. Suddenly experiencing an epiphany, he envisioned Chris, mature, looking a man and mostly acting like one. If he was still a virgin. Well, maybe when one comes of age. That was certainly one way Chris's father's spell could be interpreted, by Jeffrey at least. Susan needed to know about his theory. Breakfast was delicious if uneventful. Chris followed it up with a shower, giving himself the aforementioned grooming, then changed into his usual school outfit of black jeans, t-shirt, and black boots. His short blonde hair did whatever it felt like. A hoodie went into his pack but was unlikely to see use. It would be warm today. He looked forward to the possibility of Annabelle wearing a dress, deciding to text her and asked that he got a reply to his text, just as he and Susan had loaded themselves into her Subaru wagon at 7.40 a.m. Just for you, babe. X. He grinned stupidly, then sobered quickly. Susan had seen his expression and asked what the text was about. He ducked the question with a shrug and a little mumble. She wasn't fooled, giving her son a smirk and a playful poke in the ribs before he started the car, the grin back on his face. They drove in silence for a bit before Susan spoke up. So, what are you going to do this summer, now that school's over? I don't know mom, I know we talked about me going to college, but there's no point if I might have to drop out halfway through. He paused for a moment, then let the rest of his train of thought come rushing out. And I thought about becoming a sheriff a few years ago, remember? But like you said, the same thing applies. Everything is moot till the dragon comes out. I guess I'll just get on with my life, do some stuff I enjoy, and get a job till this all gets resolved. Besides, for Annabelle and I, this summer is our last time together, unless we want to try long distance. We're going to make it count. Susan listened quietly. They talked about some of this over the years, yet still she felt a pang of sorrow knowing that he was stuck in such an awkward situation. Chris watched the road and continued confessing his frustration and ultimate resignation. I think I love Annabelle, but it's not fair to stay with her without revealing what's going to happen to me. He glanced at Susan and then back at the road. From what you told me, I can't protect her as my familiar unless I'm a dragon. But she isn't allowed to know about beings unless she's a familiar. It's a catch-22. She probably won't even want to be with me afterwards anyway. I don't want her memory altered, so... He sighed and swallowed. Perhaps it's best if we go our separate ways when she goes to Denver. I'm sorry, Chris. Susan said. This was the first time she had heard Chris say he loved Annabelle, though she'd known he'd cared for her. I wish there was an easier way. But yes. She gestured as she spoke, as if sorting the different points. When you turn into a dragon, your life will be thrown upside down. We'll have to move, get new jobs, and you'll start getting your magical training. There are also probably going to be people trying to use or capture you, unless the revelation of a newly emerged male dragon miraculously stays a secret. It's not going to be safe for you, let alone Annabelle. I know, Mom. There isn't really any way around it. Chris agreed dejectedly. He kept his eyes on the road ahead. Currently it was straight and flat, no traffic in sight. I'm also sorry I couldn't do more. I mean, I taught you the basics about the different races and our laws, but I can't teach you about magic when you can't use it. They'd gone over all of this before, but it didn't make it any easier. Unconsciously, she rubbed a palm along the tops of her thighs. I can't even teach you about dragons. Your parents hired me to teach you about being human. Susan. He paused, waiting to continue until he could see peripherally that she had turned to look at him. You've done just fine. Thank you for raising me all these years, for being my mother. I know it was probably dangerous, and you weren't obliged to do it, so thanks. I love you. She turned away from him as he glanced over. Tears sparkled in her reflection in the window. He pulled off to the side of the road, undid his seatbelt, and hugged her close across the divider, stroking her long hair hanging loose down her back. She sniffled a bit before pulling away. Christopher, don't you dare talk about us like you are a burden to me. I did it because I love you. Watching you grow up has made me so proud, even if I'm not your mother. She tried to sound steady but her voice wavered. Pulling herself together and wiping the tears away, she leaned in and gave him a kiss on the cheek before hugging him tightly for a few more seconds. Okay, let's get going. I don't want to be late. I've got to set up two undergrad labs before lunch. They drove the rest of the way to Laramie, chatting amiably. Susan described her discovery that morning of the night heart in Bloom. Chris then asked her to tell him more about the Midwestern magical territory under Lady Nalakis. Susan quizzed him about the various races of beings, elves, whirs, wizards, elementals, fairies, vampires, the list went on. Chris knew the basics such as inherent characteristics, abilities, and predilections. His experience with beings was extremely limited, aside from words, so far he hadn't met any. He'd had to interrupt his recitations of memorized facts upon their arrival at the university. Chris drove up the wide, curved driveway and dropped Susan off with a quick hug goodbye. There were still about 40 minutes before school started at 9am, so he and Annabelle would have time to just hang around together for a bit. He parked in the lot a few spaces down from her car. Getting out and locking it up, Chris noted the unaccustomed lightness of his backpack without his books. He debated leaving it in the car, but decided to bring it for his hoodie. It was actually still a little crisp this early. There were celebratory banners everywhere, wishing success to the class of 2013. He walked around the edge of the nearest building and spied his target amongst a few students milling around out front. Annabelle was leaning against a low brick retaining wall along the front lawn, talking with Steph Lalo, an attractive classmate who was apparently also going to Denver in the fall. Chris only had eyes for Annabelle though, and her dress, light blue with white floral patterns and a few small red blossoms. It left the snowy skin of her arms and shoulders bare, hugged her slim waist and then followed the flare of her hips, before finishing just above her knees. His gaze took in her form. Teetering to follow the waterfall of silky, curly brown hair hanging down to the middle of her back, then back on route down her form to her shapely legs and feet, drinking her in. She wore a pair of strappy sandals that exposed more pale skin, covered throughout the cold winter and spring. Chris marveled, spending a final few quiet moments gazing in appreciation at her amazing ass. How did I get this lucky? He'd approached from behind with quiet steps bordering on stealth, but when he got close she spun around with a wide smile on her face. Steph had seen him coming and had given her a signal. Gotcha, Annabelle said. You can't sneak up on me. She'd missed him at school yesterday and was delighted when he texted her that morning with the request about the dress. It was perfect, in fact, for what she had planned. She took a step closer, looking up at him admiringly. He always looked so damn handsome with his strong jaw, blue eyes, and messy blonde hair. His body called to Annabelle too, broad, solid, all of that exquisitely dense muscle under his skin, so heavy when he lay on top of her. She loved that he wasn't entirely skinny either. He had some healthy padding over the firm muscle. Once, Annabelle had overheard the coach talking to one of his teachers. Apparently it was a crime Chris wouldn't play football, but she'd felt she understood his disinclination. After all, he was a bit reclusive. And anyway, he was usually busy on the farm after school, or hanging out with her. Occasionally she received envious, and even raunchy comments about him from other girls. He was hers though. Her big, sweet, caring boyfriend, and she planned to keep it that way. Wasn't really trying to sneak. Chris denied, frowning, initially embarrassed at being caught, but then couldn't help but return her beautiful, infectious smile. Hi Steph. Hey Chris, see you guys in the auditorium. Steph replied. She walked off to leave Chris and Annabelle in their own little world. Do you like the dress I wore for you? Annabelle asked coyly, giving her hips a side-to-side twist to raise the hem slightly, knowing full well that he did like it. The hungry look in his eyes when she teased him made her feel powerful. Truth be told she was chilly in the dress, but it was worth it to see the transparent, stupid adoration spreading across his face right then. You're so beautiful, D. Chris said quietly, stepping forward to envelop her in a firm hug. He loved using his pet name for her. It fit perfectly. She'd once called him snake eyes, teasing his bad luck. He'd retaliated with W.Y.S., and thus D was born. In his arms, she was the perfect height to bury his nose in her hair, inhaling her scent mixed with notes of vanilla from her perfume. Speaking of which, he caught a waft of her excitement on the air. He'd recognize it anywhere. Chris squeezed her tighter, slowly rubbing a hand along her lower back. You're a little bit wet, aren't you? He whispered conspiratorially into her ear. How does he always know? She wondered, his deep-voiced whisper sending a free zone of excitement through her. She would have been happy to stay in his embrace all day bound up in his big arms while his gentle stroking sent tingles up her spine and heat to her core that was starting to feel definitively steamy. Annabelle had reached a decision last night, one that she'd realized was long overdue. Therefore, she could hardly be blamed for feeling a little anticipation, could she? In response to his whisper she gave a little wiggle, pushing her small breasts into his chest and nuzzling his neck slightly. In that moment, Annabelle wished she was more well-endowed up front, with something more to mash into her man so to speak, but such is life. He didn't seem to mind. She pulled away from him slightly, and moved up on tiptoe to whisper what she had decided yesterday. Today. She breathed, giggling when she felt him tense once he understood her meaning. Really? Chris asked, heart pounding at the idea. He guided her away slightly, holding her shoulders so he could see her face. Her expression mirrored his excitement, without a hint of hesitation. Yep. She said with a smile. It's high time. I'll drive us back to your place after school. Fuck. Chris cursed quietly as he fantasized for a few seconds, staring at her. Fuck. He repeated when he realized his dick was rapidly expanding against his jeans. Yes, Chris, we're going to fuck. Annabelle whispered teasingly before bursting into laughter at the shocked look on his face. She stepped back up close to him, wrapping her arms around his neck and pressing her lips to his firmly. Her tongue slipped just along the edge of his bottom lip, enough to get a little taste of him. Chris responded instantly, returning her kiss for a few seconds before separating, giving her soft lips a parting peck and looking deep into her brown eyes, seeing love reflected back. I think I love you, Annabelle. Chris suddenly admitted. It was out before he realized he'd said it aloud. Her eyes had been his undoing and now he felt vulnerable yet elated. Annabelle saw the searching look in his blue eyes as she squealed in delight and jumped up to cling to him, legs around his waist. He stumbled back from the impact of her weight, then steadied them both and held her tightly as she peppered the side of his face with kisses. Joy flooded her entire body at his words. I love you. I love you. I love you, was repeating over and over frantically in her mind, the heartfelt words expressed through her kisses. Freezing for a second when she realized what she was doing, she calmed herself and pulled back to look at him again, still supported by his strong arms around her waist. I love you too, Chris. She said more seriously. Chris's heart soared. It felt amazing to declare himself, and have it returned so enthusiastically. His ear felt a bit wonky from her close range squeal, but he dismissed the irksome ring, smiling so widely he thought his face might break. He gently kissed her again before setting her back on the ground, mindful of them making a scene. Thankfully, there weren't many around to notice. He ran his hands up and down her arm and noticed the chill and goose flesh on her bare skin. Vulnerable. Of course, she's cold, she's human. He flashed to the conversation he had had with Jeffrey this morning. You aren't human, Chris, even though you appear to be. Who knows what will happen when your dragon comes out. It could be very dangerous for her. You're cold, Chris stated, a little somber now, his former elation shattered. Sure, Annabelle replied with a giggle. But I couldn't care less. He had finally admitted it to her. You love me, she whispered conspiratorially before laughing giddily. Yes, I do, he replied, as if stating a fact, his response lacking an accompanying grin. He pulled his backpack off of his shoulder and retrieved the hoodie for her. She accepted it gratefully and put it on. It hung baggily around her tallish, slim frame, reaching down to just below her but yet she hardly noticed, distracted by the sense that something had cut short his post-admission high. Okay babe, let's get going. Chris put an arm around her waist and guiding them toward the auditorium. He needed to find a secluded spot and have a serious talk with his girlfriend. Something might have dulled Chris's good mood, but Annabelle was the happiest she had been in her life. She leant against him as they walked, absolutely content, floating in the clouds. Her heart was happily thumping recirculating good feelings all through her body. Skin tingled wherever he touched her so she pushed him closer to his side. As they walked together, Chris pondered how to explain. He had to do something. He couldn't selfishly lead her on without giving her some sort of warning. Sighing, he leaned over as they walked, pressing his lips to the top of her head. He really did love her. Thrills coursed his body as he felt her awkwardly pulling herself tighter to him. She loves me. Part of his mind continued to shout gleefully, while another part dreaded what would happen next, all the while rehearsing what he was going to have to say. The auditorium was empty. Chris pulled Annabelle up the steps to the second-to-last row, then along it to the seats in the furthest corner. He sat for a minute, collecting his thoughts frantically as she snuggled into him. He's tense. There was something wrong, but she couldn't understand what could have him this wound up. What is it, Chris? She asked as the disquiet seemed to escalate, threatening to envelop them both. Slowly, she sat up in her chair and turned to look up at him. She knows. Chris panicked, almost reaching the point of chickening out. Okay, where to begin, ah shit. He said in a flurry of words as he tried to steel himself. Annabelle looked at him confused, a slight frown marring her pretty features. Okay. Um, just listen Annabelle, please just listen. I have to tell you some stuff. Serious stuff about me but I can't explain it all right now. I'm not allowed to. God this is going to sound so stupid but I don't want you to get hurt. Annabelle cut him off. Chris, I know you're not stupid enough to be breaking up with me right now, especially after what we just said, so what the hell is this about? The unease grew inside her at the pained look she saw plastered across his face as he avoided her gaze. No. God no. I don't want to break up with you, babe. I love you. Chris assured, meeting her eyes momentarily before dropping them again. Look. Just... F-F-F-S-S-S-H-H-H-H. He felt freaking terrified, hands wringing and clammy in his lap. Hey. Annabelle quietly reassured. It can't be that bad, just tell me. She reached over and took hold of one of his hands. The strength with which he clasped hers in his now-clammy grip almost made her wince. Maybe it was bad. Feeling slightly better, Chris forged ahead. All right. This will sound strange and stupid, but it's the truth. Okay? Well, at least part of the truth. I can't tell you the rest now. He paused to see if he could gauge Annabelle's reaction. She just nodded. I'm in hiding. He resumed, focusing on making his explanation as clear as possible. I didn't do anything wrong, but some people might hurt me if they knew who I was. Like witness protection? Annabelle interjected, then cast furtive glances around the auditorium, looking around like she feared eavesdroppers. This was more serious than she'd thought. Not really. Chris answered. Please, Dee, I can't tell you the whole thing. In a few years something is going to happen to me and I'll stop hiding but my life is going to be flipped upside down. It could be very dangerous. Why? What's going to change? Annabelle asked, confused. Why can't you tell me? I can't tell you because if I did and those people found out, you'd be in danger. Chris said it pleadingly, hoping it would be a good enough reason. Annabelle, believe me, it's very dangerous. My parents were killed for something to do with all this. Your parents were killed? Who by? Wait, Susan isn't your mom? Annabelle was incredulous. It all seemed unbelievable, but the desperation in Chris's voice and the way he was wound up so tight convinced her he was being sincere. The part about his parents and Susan really threw her, though. Annabelle had known Susan for years. They got along great, and she knew they both loved Chris. How could Susan not be Chris's mother? Susan is my mom but not my biological mother. She was kind of my nurse till I was four, but when my parents were killed she looked after me, and we've been in hiding all these years. I can't tell you what happened to my parents. Honestly, I don't know the whole story anyway. Chris paused to work out Annabelle's expression. I guess oh, I don't know. I had to tell you that stuff before we go any further. I love you, Annabelle, but in a few months you'll go away to college in Denver. I don't want to lead you on. You could come with me, she said hopefully. No, I need to stay hidden. Besides, you won't want to be with me after this whole thing comes to light, Chris said dejectedly. Bullshit, Chris, I love you, so don't turn this around on me. I want to be with you and as long as you still love me, that isn't going to change. Annabelle scolded, angry that he was cheapening her feelings for him. I'm going to Denver in autumn and I want you to come. If you don't that's up to you, but I've got all summer to convince you, and I haven't even started trying. She suddenly shifted in the chair and moved over to face him. Straddling his lap, she leaned up and mashed her lips against his. If this was so serious she would give him something to fight for. Prove she wanted them together. Her tongue demanded entrance to his mouth, and she nipped his bottom lip, pulling herself closer when he tried to get away. After a moment Chris relented and opened up to her, lifting his arms up and around to hold her. Annabelle slammed her tongue home and they were locked in a slippery duel for a few moments before the kiss mellowed. She moaned quietly and broke for air with a gasp, holding his face in her palms. I can't come to Denver. Chris started. You will, she countered. It'll be dangerous. You'll protect me. I'll change. And I'll still love you. Fine, Chris relented. Don't say I didn't warn you. The smile on his face told Annabelle he was happy with the outcome. Unable to dissuade her, Chris could do nothing more than appreciate her devotion. Although she by no means knew the whole picture, he didn't feel like he was taking advantage of her anymore. I'm sorry about your parents, Annabelle said, lowering her hands to play across his chest absently. It's okay. Susan is a great mom, Chris said. His own hands on her waist weren't idle either, thumbs stroking her soft tummy through her clothes. So, Susan's your mom now and you're in hiding. Something important is going to happen to you and some people might want to hurt you, Annabelle clarified. Pretty much. And you can't tell me because it would put me in danger. If this is a joke, I'll frickin' kill you, Chris. Yes, yes, and no joke. I'm deadly serious. Damn it, sorry, that last was an accident. Give me something here, Chris. A clue, what's it all about? Magic, Chris said truthfully, knowing she wouldn't understand. He watched her eyes widen and surprise briefly, before she brushed it off as his way of deflection. Whatever. I'll entertain this craziness on the condition that you seriously think about coming to Denver with me. I don't care about all that other stuff. Annabelle sighed a little, adding. And stop petting my tummy, you know it fires me up. Okay. Chris replied a little sheepishly, stopping his thumbs yet he still had to touch her, and settled for attempting to encircle her waist with his hands. So, here's what's going to happen. Annabelle stated more lightly. You're going to kiss me. We'll stick around here for a while. I'll drive us to your place. We'll have sex, and you'll be damn pleased about it. God, I love you, was all Chris could say before they were at each other again, lips locked passionately, only coming apart when people started to enter the auditorium. The rest of the day flew by surrealistically. There was a farewell speech given by the principal, and then one by a guest speaker from out of town who emphasized the importance of doing what you loved and not letting opportunities pass by. Lunch was a barbecue for the graduating students, staff, and faculty who didn't have classes with the younger grades. Everyone was saying goodbye and making plans for the summer while Chris and Annabelle sat together and snuck kisses when they thought no one was looking. They talked to a few friends and made plans to go to a leaver's party the following Saturday. By 2 p.m. they were ready to go. Chris drove Susan's car to the university lot and met Annabelle there by the curb at the entrance. Susan had her own keys and would drive home after work. Annabelle had purchased her own car last year, ostensibly to drive to work at Mishroy's Steakhouse where she was a chef's assistant. Her parents hadn't liked it but it was her own money. She and Chris had taken advantage of the freedom and privacy it afforded them over the past year, to Annabelle's parents' consternation. She loved her parents dearly, but honestly couldn't wait to be out of their stuffy, rigidly pious house for good. Chris got in and they drove off in nervous anticipation, toward the farm. Your parents? Chris asked, feeling like he had to run a checklist to assuage his nervousness. At work. They don't know I'm staying over, but I'll deal with that in the morning. Annabelle replied. Susan? She asked. She's cool, we've done stuff before when she's at home, she must have hurt us. Besides, she won't be back for hours. Chris confirmed. Protection? I'm on the pill, you've got the condoms. Jeffrey? We'll either be asleep or listening at the door. Annabelle joked. You're probably right about that. Chris chuckled. You're sure you want to do this? Even after what I told you today? Yes, Chris, you're not backing out now. We're going to lose our virginities and it will be wonderful. Besides, I've practically been frothing at the mouth all day. Annabelle said huskily, squirming in her seat in an attempt to scratch her delightful itch and wind Chris up. I know. Chris admitted. I can smell it. Annabelle stared at him for a few seconds before putting her eyes back on the road. That's hot. She breathed a moment later. They drove for a few more minutes in silence until they turned down the long driveway. Chris asked. How are we going to play this? We're going straight upstairs. Annabelle replied. as soon as the car was parked, they got out and practically raced to the house. Chris held the door for Annabelle, then followed her close up the stairs, placing a hand on her firm behind, feeling her body move. The hand felt scaldingly hot to Annabelle, who happily accentuated her stride for him. Reaching his bedroom they fell upon each other, wildly kissing as Chris pushed her back to sit on the bed. Standing above her, Chris removed his t-shirt and Annabelle reached for the hem of her dress before he stopped her. Can you leave it on for a bit? You look so gorgeous like that. He asked tenderly. Annabelle looked up at his impressive stature with desire smoldering in her brown eyes, knowing what he wanted from her and happy to oblige. Chris had a thing for getting blowjobs while she was still fully clothed. Okay babe, just get your shoes off already. She said, giggling as he almost fell over in his rush to comply. As he stood, sans footwear, she rose from the bed and ran her hands along his solid chest and down his abdomen, hinting at where she would go soon. She could feel the strong muscles tensing under the surface as she explored her man lovingly, stepping closer to get a taste, kissing across his chest and toying with a nipple while her hands snuck to play with his jeans in trap direction. She was torturing him, sending tingles across his skin and shivers up his spine while his stiff penis lay cruelly imprisoned. He gave a desperate groan as the feeling of her skin and silky lips made him shudder in anticipation. Please D, you're driving me crazy. Chris panted. Please suck me. Mercifully, Annabel kneeled, trailing kisses down his slightly padded abdomen as her hands undid his belt and zip. Lowering his jeans and boxers as one, her prize sprang into view, erect and bobbing. Leaning in slightly and looking up, her wide chocolate pools held him transfixed as she placed a kiss on its thick head. Annabelle thought his penis matched his physique perfectly, above average in length, built wide and heavy. It was nice and big, just like he was that he gasped as she opened wide to envelop the crown within her wet heat, bucking his hips slightly in reflex and bringing a hand to lovingly stroke her cheek, pleasure coursing directly to his brain. She lowered her soft lips along the shaft toward his root, tongue slowly lashing around his head and savoring his natural taste. On her upstroke she made sure to apply suction and just a hint of teeth, reveling in the labored breathing, groans, and facial expressions she could draw from him as she methodically built up her pace. Annabelle couldn't take him all the way in, having tried previously but finding the challenge too great. Instead, she used one hand to grip him near the base and jerk him slowly as she entombed his cock in her sweltering mouth. Chris was in a state of lusty delirium, slowly thrusting into the ring her pretty lips made around him as she engulfed his shaft in hot, moist, pleasure. With the pink gloss on her full lips and her beautiful, happy eyes, she excited him far beyond simple physical stimulation. He panted, moaning in ecstasy, a light sweat forming on his brow as his abdominals clenched, and he struggled to hold back. Her sweet lips were stretched near their limits to encircle him and seal him in her hungry mouth, but her eyes were always his undoing, brown, loving, and twinkling up at him from beneath her eyelashes, holding his gaze throughout, her intense expression begging him to come too soon. She looked so sensual, kneeling in her pretty dress, lips around his shaft while her tongue worked its unseen magic. His picture of her as a noble innocent was corrupted by her lusty stare and those little sounds that escaped from her lips, as she tried to smile while her tongue traced the ridge of his cockhead. A tingling in his sack warned him, and with a strangled groan he very reluctantly pulled back from the blissful edge, and with his last bit of willpower, he fought to free himself from her hungry suction. God you're amazing! Chris blurted as he regained his breath and composure. Annabelle grinned happily, wiping spittle off her chin, knowing she had almost had him, and delighting in the act of pleasing him. Her own breath was uneven, cheeks and neck flushed beautifully, sex aching delightfully, it felt like she was about to melt into her panties. She needed attention immediately. Chris, undress me! She demanded. Swift to oblige, Chris lifted her up from where she knelt and ran his hands under her dress, then up and over her slim frame, relegating the dress to the floor. Those strong hands brushed around her ribs to unclasp her bra at the back, sending tingles anywhere he touched. Her small breasts were revealed, protruding only slightly from her chest with tiny brown areolas and matching, now puckered, nipples. Chris gave each beautiful little cupcake a swirl with his tongue and a gentle suckle, drawing a whimper from Annabelle, who, he knew, was very sensitive when she got this wound up. She wore a padded 32A most of the time, but Chris would have happily played with her cute rounded little tits all day. After a while he kissed down along her tummy to her navel, relishing her soft and smooth skin. She loved it when he worshipped her belly button with half-erotic, half-ticlish tongue strokes. It always made her insides clench. Reaching the top of her slightly frilly white panties, he nuzzled into her fragrant humidity wafting through the moistened fabric. His hands stroked over her firm, peachy ass, catching the edge of the fabric and pushing it along to bunch at her ankles. She quickly stepped out of them. Exposed, Chris kissed a smooth, milky thigh before he ran his tongue over her swollen pussy lips, collecting her familiar, delicious taste. He rested his nose in her trim patch of brown curls and brushed the tip lower to occasionally tease her excited clit. Fuck! Uh, yes. Chris, unnaha, that's so good! Annabelle exclaimed as bliss rocked her body, and she grabbed his hair a bit roughly, pulling his hot tongue further into herself. Chris got the message, parting her petals and delving into her juicy pinkness as moans and profanities spilled out of her sweet mouth. He pushed his tongue inside and laved then thrust deeply for a few minutes, as she writhed on his face, building her up then retreating to swirl his nimble tongue over her clit, triggering her climax with a little suction. Annabelle screamed out her pleasure unintelligibly, her entire body racked with waves of bliss as she held herself against his mouth. Eagerly capturing the slickness escaping her quivering pussy, he savored the essence of her womanhood and its salty fragrance with hints of tangy sweetness. As he tasted her pleasure, delivered by himself, he made sure to support her shaking body as the orgasm drained her. Slowly he laid Annabelle down in the middle of his bed while she caught her breath, small aftershocks making her beautiful body twitch every few seconds. Chris left her there to retrieve a condom from his drawer, undoing the package and rolling it down over his meaty shaft. He then joined her, lying on the bed kissing her breasts, then up along her collarbone to her delicate neck, and finally to her lips. Still in a pleasure-induced stupor, though recovering quickly, she kissed back sloppily but with fervor. He was already lighting another fire within her. Annabelle need him inside her, longed to feel his big cock filling her, taking her. Now. Chris, I need you now. She moaned, desire tingling through her body wherever they touched. Delivering one more kiss and whispering his love in her ear, Chris got on his knees and positioned himself. Annabelle opened her snowy legs wide and high. Shaft in hand, he ran the head along her slick lips, bumping her clit, making her wriggle and arch. Despite the apprehension she felt, she looked up at him and gave a nod, knowing it would hurt but that he would be gentle. Chris shuffled forward slightly, his butt resting on his heels, thighs flush against hers. He put a reassuring hand on her waist, stroking her tummy while the other positioned himself at her scorching entrance, her swollen pink lips already kissing the very tip. She placed a hand over his and gave it a squeeze. She was ready. Chris trapped her gaze in his own and slowly pushed his hips forward, groaning as her lips parted reluctantly to accept his thick crown. They gasped in unison as the entire head submerged completely, continuing slowly, deeper through her narrow, untried channel. Chris held himself still when he reached her maidenhead. How incredibly tight and soft she was. Looking down at their joining, Chris marveled at how wide her pink little pussy had stretched to accommodate him. Do it quick! She whispered. Chris looked at her and saw the determination in her eyes. Gripping her waist firmly with both hands, he pulled himself out slightly, his shaft coated with her juices. She gripped his wrists in final approval. Looking into her eyes, he pulled her down onto him as he shoved forward quickly tearing aside her barrier and sinking deep, almost to his root with an unintelligible shout. Annabelle shut her eyes tight and whimpered through the pain as Chris lowered his torso on top of her, holding her close. You're so brave. He told her gently between heavy breaths, holding himself still inside her. I love you so much, and Annabelle, oh God, you feel so amazing. Thank you. As she adjusted to him, Chris tried to distract her, kissing her ear, neck, and finally her lips. She kissed back more enthusiastically as the pain slowly dulled, replaced with a decidedly satisfying fullness. She experimentally clenched, feeling him tense up and suck in a ragged breath in response. Reaching down along his body to her sex to feel around their joining, she discovered that he had not sunk himself to the hilt, a little yet remained outside of her. Okay. I think I'm ready. Chris, I can't believe how full you make me feel. Just, go slow, okay. She panted, reaching up to wrap her arms around him, letting her legs relax and fall further toward the bed. Slowly he pulled out a few inches, her pussy clutching at him, then gently thrust back into her, making a little headway. Trying again he was almost undone when she decided to clench him tightly, preventing his escape. Fuck, you're tight D! Nghaha, stop! I'm not going to last! He warned, pausing deep within her until he could regain control. Gritting his teeth, he pushed forward till she engulfed him completely, watching her eyes widen at the sensation of pleasure. His head gently butted up against the entrance to her womb, as deep as he could penetrate. There was a little splash of pain as he pushed to the hilt, but Annabelle cooed in delight, the last of her pain washed away by waves of euphoria, feeling every inch of him. Holy shit, that's deep. Chris, I can feel you in my belly. Holding himself there, he basked in the feeling of being completely inside her sweltering, tight pussy, his balls against her flesh and his body pressing her down into the bed. It felt so right to be like this with her, as intimate as possible. Annabelle was also enjoying the sensation. His thick shaft was filling her completely, twitching slightly every now and then, sending pleasure coursing through her body. She rotated her hips experimentally and felt it stir her insides delightfully, touching places she was unaware had existed. He felt so nice and heavy on top of her sinking them both down deeper into the bed. Slowly, he pulled out. Annabelle whimpered as he withdrew, fighting for every millimeter he removed, but then squealed with joy as he surged all the way home again. Tense with the effort of holding his impending orgasm back, he thrust in, withdrew to his head and resheathed fully, repeating stroke after stroke into her velvety depths, and was rewarded with the honor of watching Annabelle's monumental sexual awakening, up close. His paced thrusts rubbed everywhere inside her and started to stimulate her engorged clit, eliciting a series of joyful little sounds from her lips against his neck. She came alive, moaning, whimpering, clutching, grasping, kissing. As she bucked her hips to meet his thrusts, he felt his full testicles tingling, drawing up in anticipation. The delightful build-up made him pump more forcefully into her inflamed pussy and pull her tightly to him with an arm underneath her back. Annabelle reciprocated, instinctually wrapping her legs around him to spur his actions, arching and nipping at his shoulder. This was so much better than she had ever dreamed. His wonderful cock touched everything inside of her, even kissing her cervix gently when he pushed as deeply as he could. They were built perfectly for each other. She felt herself building quickly under his masterful thrusts, her pussy fluttering, leaking a trickle of juices she could feel seeping down between her cheeks as she sped toward her climax. Mashing their bodies together and moaning her pleasure into his ear, she needed to feel him come with her. Well, Yes. Come for me, Chris. Oh, shit, I'm going to come too. I love you. She squealed brokenly, panting with exertion and bucking on the edge of orgasm. At her words, Chris thrust harder for a few strokes until Annabelle's entire body quivered and tensed. Oh, Ah. She managed as her pussy clenched, releasing a gentle stream of joy as her entire body tensed and released, toe-curling pleasure exploding behind her eyelids. Her spasming almost unseated Chris, who shoved himself firmly to the hilt with a muffled shout as thick ropes of cum surged up his shaft into the condom. He held himself at full depth as her delighted snatch milked his cock. He looked down at her, drinking in the absolute beauty of a woman coming beneath him as he came and came, groaning and mumbling in total abandon until he'd spent his last spurts. As Annabelle gradually relaxed, he stirred himself slowly in her hot core, and gave a few short, experimental thrusts with his softening cock, prolonging the pleasure. They stared into each other's eyes for a moment before kissing slowly with a new depth of feeling. Finally he pulled back and reluctantly exited her spent pussy with a slight plop and an accompanying whimper. Chris noticed a small amount of blood, so discarded the condom and cleaned them both with tissues from his bedside table. Annabelle was staring up at the ceiling as he lay back down beside her, pulling her into his chest and nuzzling her hair. That was amazing, thank you, he said reverently. All she could muster in response was to press her lips into him sleepily and make a contented little meal. Encircling her soft body, Happy tiredness started to overcome him too. Chris felt fantastic. His only small niggle was a strange feeling in his chest and stomach. It felt unsettled, like there was something moving slightly inside him, not enough to cause concern in the aftermath of great sex. He dozed with his arms wrapped around his lover. A man now by any definition, he had finally come of age. He was woken sometime later by his own hyperventilations. Something was very wrong. A searing heat rattled around in his chest, burning his insides and making sweat drip off his naked body. He knew it was his dragon. Felt it instinctually as it burned hotter still, like white hot, molten metal jumping inside him. He struggled not to scream in pain, his mind racing as the dragon inside burned away the barrier between them. Annabelle was still somehow asleep, snuggled to his feverish skin with her face almost touching his heaving chest. Get away from Annabelle. This was happening too soon. She wasn't prepared to accept his dragon, hadn't yet taken his warning seriously, would hate him, be terrified. Rolling away from her and off the bed with a thump and a strangled cry, he started crawling toward the door, sobs racking his chest as the fire spread from his chest to the rest of his body. He didn't get far before collapsing with a gurgling moan. Chris? Came her worried cry. She had awoken abruptly, her heart pounding, alone in the bed with noises of agony nearby. The room was darker. An hour or two must have passed, but it was still light outside. Squinting through the dimness, she spotted Chris's form where he lay face down on the floor, twitching and crying out. She sat up and flicked on the light on the bedside table, then scrambled out of bed and over to him. Oh my god! Kneeling beside him on the floor, Annabelle reached to touch his shoulder but withdrew suddenly. His skin burned her fingers. You're burning! Chris, are you all right? Can you hear me? What happened? She queried in a panic. During a lull in the intense pain, he took the opportunity to warn her. It's happening. He croaked, his throat dry and cracked. His flesh seemed to be sloughing down his esophagus to feed the fire in his chest. She had reached for him again, so he invested his last remaining energy in the next words. No, Annabelle, get away from me! She backed up a bit, moving more out of shock at his reaction to her presence than in obedience to his desperate warning. Annabelle froze as she witnessed what happened next. Suddenly, the pain stopped. He had half a hope that it was over, when something powerful surged into his mind, and his limbs began thrashing. The dragon was in his mind now, struggling with its own consciousness, mentally digging its claws and teeth into him and holding fast. Chris choked, tears streaming down his cheeks, helpless as he felt his own soul surrender, ceasing its weak resistance. Gradually, the dragon quieted. It had won, like water that had stilled only momentarily. Both felt the rippling sensation as it started merging with him, pouring itself into him, just as he was poured into it. Mixing and stirring together, they blended to create one being, one soul. With a feral roar of triumph echoing through every chamber and crevice in his mind, Chris became complete. Unbeknownst to him, his body had simultaneously begun undergoing its own transformation. Annabelle stared as a rich purple color, originating at the base of his neck, spread out slowly across his back. His face was obscured from her view, yet she could see the flush of deep purple as it spread up his head, turning his skin and even his hair purple. His body seemed to be growing slightly, though she couldn't be sure. As the purple transformed his arms, Annabelle got definitive proof that he was growing, and in its wake as it passed, it left his muscles slightly more defined underneath. However, this was forgotten as she watched a line of what looked like, scales, blossom and spread down his neck and across his spine, a smaller set growing outward and another smaller still following those. Ever smaller scales now spread, having in size and having again and again, until a few inches from his backbone, they had grown so small that she couldn't even make them out. The ever smaller scales spreading away from his spine soon caught the advancing purple, traveling down over his buttocks and thighs, around his ribcage and down his arms. His once fair skin had completely turned purple, with gradations to slightly paler amethyst in front as it spread around his ribs across his belly. Meanwhile, larger scales traveled down his spine, becoming smaller as they reached his tailbone and stopped altogether. One final, narrow scale emerged, much longer than the last two combined, accented by four unique, creamy white-colored bumps along its sides and one at the very tip. Something rippled at his shoulder blades. Suddenly, Annabelle snapped out of her half-conscious state, her overloaded mind scoffing at this new development in her lover. This can't be real, I'm dreaming. Annabelle was about to try pinching herself when she remembered the dull ache in her slick nethers and other newly well-used muscles. Looking down briefly she inspected the sticky evidence of her wonderful deflowering, her sex puffy and sore. Convinced that it was all real, panic and confusion flooded her brain. What the hell is going on? The answer came to her as she looked back at Chris, a large pair of leathery purple wings that she had been watching in disbelief as they grow out of his upper back, were complete and now lay, folded neatly. The upper joints raised above his head, the lower tips brushed against his sculpted purple ass, each ending in a razor-sharp, hook-like, white claw. Magic! She breathed. Chapter 02 One wing twitched, the first movement she'd seen from him since he had passed out. It set her off like a frightened rabbit, scurrying back onto the bed and as deep into the corner as she could go, flush against the wall. Heart pounding, her hyper-imagination came up with terrible scenarios in which a winged purple beast shredded and devoured her. Annabelle fought her panic, trying to think logically. Is this what he tried to talk to me about today? Oh my god, he, he isn't, human. Is that, that thing, even still Chris? Panic and fear dominated her reason, as she pulled the duvet up around her trembling naked body, hoping to hide herself from the rousing monster. Chris lay with his eyes closed, concentrating, his senses having returned suddenly to crash against his consciousness with new and vibrant information. Myriad changes notwithstanding, he had just arrived at the happy realization that his mind was still intact. However, there was something he could somehow feel that he was different, powerful, alive, free. These nascent feelings seemed strange to his logical human mind, and carried a distinctive, ancient yet feral, dragon quality. Smells were overwhelmingly pungent, and the sound as he breathed, thundered in his ears. Cracking his eyes, his blurry vision cleared quickly and was somehow brighter, images sharper and more defined. More blues, more reds. His body trembled with the raw power now constantly coursing through it, cooling down in the wake of burning through his father's enchantment those strangely textured instincts originating from within his dragon, told of being tougher, stronger, faster, better. Slowly pushing off the floor, Chris halted, catching sight of his purple hand splayed against the gray carpet. Well, this was unexpected. He mused to himself at the sight of short, cream-colored claws in place of his fingernails, framed by purple scales so small he could barely see them, even with his newly enhanced vision. What the hell? He muttered, hearing the quality of his voice. A little deeper and with a slight sibilance, he would have to work on keeping hisses out of his voice. Speaking of which, his tongue explored the inside of his mouth curiously, finding a pointier, sharper environment. The tongue itself seemed to be able to touch two places at once. Chris stuck it out cautiously. The two prongs of his forked tongue wiggled gently, though the rest still appeared human in shape. The view downward brought to light an even more shocking change. His nose no longer obscured the view of his tongue, having become flattened and smoothed back into his face. Feeling along its contours, Chris found several other differences his nostrils were slit-like, his lips were thinner, and a formation of small bumps pointed back in a line underneath his hair just above his temples. Opening his mouth, fawn-like canines were at least a centimeter longer and sharp points could be felt along the rest of his teeth. It all sort of made sense, if, as he suspected, he was currently a hybrid of both dragon and human forms. The dragon agreed. He examined his front, his chest and abdomen now creamy white, blending with the purple as it wound around his sides. With one arm he reached back to partially extend a wing. The leathery webbing was supple and smooth, purple on the back creamy white underneath, sharing his body's color scheme. Any part of him that was equivalent to a dragon's underbelly was this lighter ivory, included his palms up to his underarms, his chest, neck, tummy, and penis. On cursory inspection, the shape of the latter had changed, too, with a more flared, wider glance, and strange pointed tip. He was amused that the merge between the white and purple traveled the underside of his shaft, leaving the top creamy with a strip of purple along the bottom, giving him a legitimate case of blue balls. Gone was any trace of body hair. He checked for it everywhere, chest, back, pubes, ass crack, legs, arms, face. It was all gone except for the now purple hair on his head. Somehow, these changes felt natural, right even, he was truly a dragon. But why purple? Susan had told him about browns, blues, reds, greens, and silvers, but never purple dragons. a dragon's color reflected its aspect, or magical element. What was his aspect then? The answer came to him from within, the dragon simply sharing its instinctual knowledge as if Chris himself had known it all along but had only just now recalled it, the ether. The revelation was conferred with nonchalance, his dragon having known this from the beginning. It explained his purple-tinged dreams, the color of the ether. Of course, he realized suddenly, this was why he had so often dreamed of it. Slowly rising to his feet, his new wings ruffled a little. Chris tilted back to look up at the leanly-muscled forewing, its clawed elbows at least a foot above his head. It was only right that a dragon had wings, wasn't it? Catching his reflection in the long mirror by the door, Chris took a few steps forward to inspect himself. His purple and white body looked powerful, magnificent, dangerous. With a dragon-induced chuckle at his own magnificence, Chris scrutinized his face in the mirror. Reptilian eyes stared back, their vertical irises taking in the lines of his new purple visage. Chris could still see himself in that face, despite the new definition of his nose and cheekbones. Smiling, his sharp white teeth were revealed, points interlocked to provide maximum slicing and penetration of his prey. The dragon preened inside him, his knowledge providing access to the foreign muscles. Chris tentatively extended them to open his wings, watching in awe as they unfurled magnificently. At full extension they reached at least two meters on either side of his body. One tip was currently extended through the doorway out into the hall. Strong bones and muscles stretched along the leading edge, purple finger struts supporting the thin flight webbing. He felt new muscles tensing down his back and around his ribcage, attached under his arms and down across his back. Would they actually support him if he attempted to fly? His dragon said yes. Retracting them slowly, Chris turned to fully observe his scaled spine. He saw the progression of ever smaller scales and followed them with a finger. A little further, and he couldn't even tell that tiny scales even existed. Running his hand back around and over his abs, his skin felt just as smooth and sensitive as before, but with a subtle difference in the way light was reflected. His forked tongue flicked out to taste the air. The flavor explosion he experienced when his tongue withdrew inside his mouth was perhaps the most revelatory experience so far. Smells and tastes he didn't know existed and couldn't identify lit up his brain with an overload of information. However there was one scent that was very familiar, drawing Chris abruptly away from his self-admiration. Annabelle. His head snapped to the corner of the room where she huddled, attempting to hide under his duvet. She gave a tiny jump under the blanket as his head swiveled with lightning speed to look straight at her. She should have been his first concern, but he'd gotten carried away with his new body. Trying to move unthreateningly, Chris slowly edged toward the bed. The duvet pile trembled as he got on the bed, kneeling in the opposite corner. Sighing, Chris slumped, knowing that it was all over. She now knew about his dragon. They would have to alter her memory. Annabelle. I'm so sorry. Chris started, not really knowing how to continue. I never thought you would be exposed to this. I thought by the time this happened to me I would be long gone. You don't have to be afraid, I would never hurt you. There was a pause in the trembling and Annabelle peeked out behind her improvised cover. Chris? Came her whispered voice. His deep voice was still gentle and reassuring but he seemed to put a bit more emphasis on his S sounds. Yes. D, it's me. I know I look scary but it's me. Chris implored, extending an arm to try and coax her back to him. I'm so sorry it happened like this. Annabelle lowered the duvet completely and stared open-mouthed at the creature in front of her. He looked dangerous, terrifying entrancing, and beautiful all at the same time as he knelt on the bed a few feet away, an arm outstretched like he wanted her to go to him. It looked so out of place, this beautiful monster kneeling on the bed, looking crestfallen. What are you? was all she managed. I'm a dragon. How is this possible? I was born this way. He sighed. My parents were dragons, but when my father knew he was likely to die, he placed an enchantment on me, which hid my dragon away while I grew up so I would be safe. This is why you said you were hiding? What could possibly hurt a dragon? D, there's a whole magical world you don't know about. Dragons are endangered because they were hunted. I tried to warn you about this, but my dragon was released much sooner than I expected. It must have been when we had sex. As he spoke, Chris was putting things together in his mind. It must have been losing his virginity that had triggered the breaking of his father's spell. I did this to you? Annabelle's voice trembled. Chris saw her uncertainty and pain and couldn't help rushing to embrace her. However, the sudden advance of a purple, winged man moving quickly across the bed toward her made her jump back and cry out in fear, forgetting momentarily that it was Chris. He managed to capture her trembling body and hold her softly against him, petting her back. Escher. It's okay, Annabelle. It's me, it's okay. I didn't mean to scare you like that. I just wanted to hold you. None of this was your fault. It's just who I am. All we did together was unlock this side of me. I don't regret a second. I love you. Chris soothed, pausing before continuing to the painful part. You weren't meant to find out about this, but it's okay. If you don't want to stay with me, I'll go. It'll be like I never existed. Chris's heart was breaking and the dragon was snapping his fangs in anger at this promise to leave their mate. Annabelle calmed as he spoke to her, melting into his warm, firm chest as he stroked her. His scent flooded her lungs, imbuing her with a sense of comfort. It took a moment to process his last sentence, but she realized he was leaving her. She took another deep breath and it was as if a switch had flicked on, like he called to her entire body, willing her to go to him. Rationality was thrown aside. She loved him. How dare he leave her? Closer, she wanted, needed to be closer, to belong to him whatever that might mean. Clutching and clawing, Annabelle latched herself onto him, determined not to let go. Don't Chris! Don't go, please! She wailed, tears streaming down her face as she wormed her way against his creamy white neck. Please! I need you, I love you! She begged. Chris was startled by her response but quickly tried to comfort the distressed Annabelle. He hugged her tightly in return, trying to ignore that she was desperately grinding her body into him, legs locked around his waist. Hey! Hey, I'm not going anywhere, D. Not unless you want me to. I'm just saying that as an option in case you understandably never wanted to see me again. I thought you would flip out and run away screaming. I'm so happy you still want me! Of course I want you, you're a beautiful dragon. I'm yours. Annabelle replied automatically. Wait, yours? That's strange. I should be a bit more freaked out right now, she thought, while pressing her lips into his skin wherever she could reach. He was so smooth and warm. He smelled great too, definitely masculine with a hint of sweet, spicy smoke that I should stop this. Oh, I bet he tastes great too. Her addled mind reasoned, swirling her tongue on his skin where she kissed, delighting that he tasted just like he smelled. She couldn't stop herself. Something was definitely wrong. Chris was relieved at Annabelle's vehement affirmations but now she was trying to lick him all over, moaning breathily as she sucked and nipped at him. He got distracted as she toyed with a nipple, all the while rubbing her pussy slickly against his pubic bone with her ass cheeks teasing his hard-on. His dragon was purring inside him, happy with the way she worshipped their body. He snapped out of it when she put her tongue in his armpit attempting to find the source of his delicious smell. The tickling brought him back and he had to forcefully push her away and hold her still as she writhed against him. Annabelle, what's gotten into you? Stop. This isn't right. Chris worried. Chris! Oh! Annabelle panted, struggling to get back to him. You smell so good, I just want a taste. What's happened to me? Regaining some control, she looked up at him, focusing on his concerned purple eyes. The shock of noticing that they were now reptilian brought her back. He was a fucking dragon. He blinked, and she saw a membrane retreating to the side of his eye. He had another see through eyelid underneath his human set. It was so odd that she noticed it now. There was something wrong with her, she could feel her emotions raging out of control. She loved him so much, but now it was like she was desperate to be possessed by him to prove herself worthy of being his. Her body was hot and achy, starting to sweat a little. It felt like there was a fire in her womb, leaking molten desire down onto him where she squished her mound wetly against his skin. Chris, what did you do to me? I'm burning up. Oh my god, how wet am I? Dragon came the pleased response inside his head as he felt her juices flowing down onto his balls, dripping onto the bed while his pulsing cock twitched between her cheeks. Oh dear, I'm so sorry, I think you're dragonstruck. It's like pheromones or something. I don't know what to do. It was too much. Annabelle couldn't resist it anymore as the slim control she had over her desires slipped back into a lusty craze. Take me. She whimpered. No. Annabelle, fight it. Chris said desperately trying to hold her still while she writhed to get him inside her. Do it. I love you, Chris. Take me. Claim me. Annabelle screamed, her desperation flaring at his resistance. No, Annabelle, not like this. You're not yourself. You're drugged. I don't care, came her ragged response. What she was experiencing was delicious, but dangerous at the same time like some unknown doom would befall her if she didn't convince him soon. Don't you want me? She asked, seeming vulnerable for a moment. Chris relaxed a little, letting his guard down at her hurt expression. Of course I do, it's just… She took her opportunity and clawed her way back to his body, wrapping around it in a death grip. Chris tried to pull her away but couldn't without risking hurting her. His dragon tried to tell him that this was normal for the first time between dragons and humans but Chris was unmindful, distraught that he'd done this to her, that he'd somehow played with her mind. The female loves you, she needs you to claim her, reassure her that she's yours. Our scent only amplifies her desires, among other things. It doesn't create them, his dragon informed him, eager to sink into Annabelle's tight. Hot flesh dot we will have a serious talk about your effect on the people I love once this is resolved Chris projected ominously dot we are one being. I love her just as much as you. Now shut up and give her what she needs, came the startling reply. While their internal debate raged, Annabelle had secured her position. Locking her ankles and wrists around his broad body, she pulled herself up to his ear. Fuck me, she demanded. No, came Chris' stony reply now determined to fight both her and his dragon. Please, Chris, I need this. Annabelle almost sobbed in his ear, squeezing her entire body into him. You aren't taking advantage. I want this so much it hurts. I won't. God damn it, Chris, fuck me, snarled Annabelle, fed up with his noble stubbornness. He said she was under his influence, but that didn't matter to her. The love and want she felt in that moment were so great her body hummed, sweat and heat rolling off her. All this and he wouldn't help her get what she instinctually knew she needed, his seed in her belly. No. Chris felt a roar of pain burst out of his lungs. Upon hearing his negative, Annabelle had suddenly sunk her teeth into his ear. It wasn't the word she'd wanted to hear. Just as suddenly, a brutally strong clawed hand gripped the back of her neck and pulled her off of him. Petulant female. The dragon snarled in her face, fangs flashing. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. Annabelle quaked, terrified at his rage. The metallic taste of blood set her lips and tongue tingling, as if she had just swallowed hot sauce and was waiting for the full burn to start. The dragon loosened his grip on her slightly. It is good, in a way, little one, your tenacity pleases me. Chris? Annabelle asked tentatively. I'm here, you just brought the dragon to the foreground. We are one being but each have our own impulses. His dragon allowed Chris to explain, looking her trembling body up and down appreciatively. Now, as to your demands, his dragon resumed. Abruptly she was released from his taloned grip and he watched her slump down against his body, her legs still wrapped around him. Grabbing her narrow waist roughly and lifting her easily, he ignored her weak protests. He positioned her above his markedly more bullet-shaped and flared cockhead using her engorged labia to kiss the tip, lubricating it thoroughly. She whimpered quietly as he held her in place, teasing her with her own desire as she bucked to impale herself. Soon enough he lowered her, in complete control as his cock head pressed home suddenly, stretching her wide as it popped in and then drilled deeper, agonizingly slowly. Inched by glorious It was all too much. Whatever he was doing to her, it was just too much. Her body quaked, his penis, so hot and thick inside her, inching slowly upward into her. Yes. Chris. Oh, mm. -hmm. The words died in her throat as she came halfway through his penetration, her ecstatic pussy fluttering, wetting him further with a little trickle of her cum. She shuddered calling his name, cursing him, praising him as he continued to sheath himself in her scorching pussy, pushing through her convulsions. Finally he reached the end of her passage and stilled for a few moments, allowing her to recover. She squeezed her arms and legs back around him as he held both of them in a seated position. He twitched inside her, making her jump. Oh my god, you're bigger? She asked incredulously as the feeling of being stuffed with a large dragon's cock prolonged her post-orgasmic bliss, twitching and squeezing him. Only a little bit. Chris whispered in her ear, reaching up with one hand to hold her head gently. He kissed from her ear around to her mouth. Tasting his own blood there, he licked it away while kissing her softly. Annabelle attempted to slide her tongue into his mouth but retreated at the feel of his sharp teeth. Instead, their tongues waged an increasingly feisty duel within hers until Chris pulled away. I'm going to fuck you now, D. He growled, grasping a large fistful of her thick hair. All she could do was look up at him doe-eyed as he ground his thick crown deep inside her with tiny thrusts. Her pleasure laced with intense sensations bordering on pain, she came again in just a matter of seconds, bucking and undulating her tummy as he demonstrated his mastery of her needy body. Again she flooded him with her juices, soiling the sheets below as she tried to scream in ecstasy but no sound came out of her gasping mouth. The orgasm didn't as last long but that didn't matter, within seconds he started pulling back, fighting her tightness as he raised her up, holding with only the thickest part of his head at her opening before pulling her back down again, battering his way into her spamming pussy. He was being rough with her, it was slightly painful but in the moment his animal passion and dominance felt exactly right. Feeling her velvet walls clutching him, he nearly overwhelming, he thrust up into her strongly, still with a measured and relatively slow pace he pulled her smaller body down to meet him. His dragon reveled in how amazing it was to sheath himself almost to the hilt over and over in her tight body, he might go deeper but didn't want to cause her too much pain. Arching his head, he let out a roar of triumph, wrapping her tightly in his arms, one hand on her supple, tight little ass, the other crossing her back, still gripping a fistful of her soft brown hair, tugging a little. With this unbreakable hold he thrust into her frantically, taking shorter, more powerful strokes, growling into her soft neck. Annabelle was moaning constantly, pleasure coursing her twitching body, trying to meet his thrusts, but realizing that he was totally in control. She was being fucked by a dragon, her dragon. She felt him deep inside her, filling her again and again, creating glorious friction everywhere. She heard the lewd squelching noises they made as he pumped into her, heard his roar of pleasure, and felt him increase his pace. Her orgasm crept up on her, surprising her with its sudden intensity after only a few more moments of his fervent thrusting. Her body locked again as he thrust a few more times before her trembling, tense pussy forced him to slow, attempting to coax its reward from him but failing. He held her brutally tight, crushing her into his white chest. Riding her pleasure she muffled her screams against his shoulder and before she knew what she was doing, sunk her sharp little teeth into him again. Chris was enjoying the feeling of her contracting around him, hearing and feeling the woman he loved come apart in his arms when she bit him again. Hard. It hurt, he knew it would heal, his ear had already started, but it really hurt, pulling him back from the brink. His dragon, however, was pleased they had such a feisty mate, eager to show her who was in charge, who had the fangs. It was like whatever affected Annabelle was instinctively making her goad and rile him into a frenzy. Chris let her finish her orgasm, still locked onto his shoulder, but when her twitching stopped he pulled her roughly off him with a moist squelch. Annabelle protested weakly as he dumped her on the bed, turned her, and pulled her up by the waist, ass in the air with her swollen flower displayed for him, her pinkness now a darker shade. She was still contracting automatically, winking at him as he ogled her peachy smooth but running his clawed hands gently over her alabaster skin squeezing greedily on her giving flesh. Recovering, Annabelle panted into the sheets as he explored her proudest feature. She might wish occasionally for a more womanly pair of tits but she thought her ass was superb. So did Chris, apparently, as he took his time with her wonderful bottom. Suddenly he reared up behind her, using a hand to guide himself into position. Her knees were together on the bed so he had to push his thick shaft between her cheeks to reach the drenched heat of her vagina. Putting a hand on each snowy globe, he pulled her back onto himself slowly, mindfully watching for any sign of displeasure. This was perhaps his second favorite part of sex, sinking into her slowly, seeing it with his own eyes as he felt it with his slick, throbbing erection. It felt so good, so right and she gave a cute little gasp when he seated himself fully, sexily watching him over her shoulder. Stuffed inside her burning soft flesh, he lowered his body over hers, pulling her up into his chest so his mouth was at her ear. Very slowly Chris began taking tiny soft thrusts, grinding himself into her, stirring all around inside her the dragon whispered in her ear. Do you feel that D? You're mine. I'm going to fuck you like an animal till I fill you up. Annabelle just whimpered and bucked back against him slightly, dominating and possessive, exactly what she needed to hear from him. You'll be my fist, my familiar, and one day you'll bear our children. All this because I love you, Annabelle. Chris poured their combined feelings into her ear, feeling her clench him in approval. Yes. She cried in response. I'll do it all, Chris. Anything. I love you. She turned her head back awkwardly and he met her, attacking each other's lips, tasting, nipping. Their slippery tongues met for a few moments before the position became a little uncomfortable. Chris broke away with a gasp as he began thrusting more forcefully into her, feeling her arch and slam her butt back into his oncoming thrusts. He pulled her back with him to a partial sitting position, toying with her small breasts with one hand while the other held her waist. Her mouth would latch onto anything he put in her reach, currently she twisted her head was licking and playfully biting his heeled ear while he leaned his head down to her, covering her smaller body with his. He tweaked a little brown nipple in response, reminding her to be careful, she obviously had a thing for biting. Feeling her silken pussy tense on him in response, Chris realized he was only seconds from the end automatically his wings began to enfold them, twitching in excitement as his heavy purple balls tingled and his penis throbbed in pleasure, stiffening, expanding a little. Annabelle felt him get a little bigger, harder and knew he was about to come, a little surprised but ultimately not caring that his wings made a tent around her. She was very near her own climax, panting and moaning as he played havoc with her breasts and stoked her insides toward ultimate pleasure, just a few more moments. He thrust harder on his last few strokes, that delightful peak before the fall seemed to teeter for a timeless moment before he shouted out his victory, seating himself against her womb as his muscles contracted and he felt spasms race down his length, released his potent seed into her, spurting powerfully down his thick shaft into her waiting depths. He felt an urge to sink his fangs into her sweet neck but held back as pleasure flooded his adult To Annabelle, it felt like he was drenching her insides with his hot, viscous cum, splattering her walls with force. This new sensation was the icing on the cake, unaware his cum had magical properties, she fell into her soul-shattering climax with a wail at the instinctual knowledge that he was claiming her completely, mating her. Arching against him and pushing his sensitive crown up into her cervix as he fired off shot after hot shot, she milked him for all he was worth. Chris felt her come, her pussy going crazy all over his oversensitized cock. It was almost painful till her body went a little limp as he finished inside her. Eyes shut, gasping for breath, he held her tight as they writhed in bliss he held them locked together for several minutes, enjoying the feel of completeness as they literally dripped onto the bed. Not wanting to leave her yet, Chris folded his wings back up and rolled them onto their sides. Her heaving, flushed body pulled back into him with protective arms. He felt his love and devotion for this wonderful young woman reach new heights. She wanted him despite being a dragon. It would be difficult, but he would make a good life for her in his world. D. He said gently. What? She cooed. I'm so happy you don't want to leave me. Things are going to be strange, but I'll fight for us to be together. You were right, you know. I'll protect you and I'll always love you, D. Okay? Chris managed to mumble into her hair, smelling her slight vanilla scent mixed with sweat and pungent sex. Of course you will. She replied, turning to face him forcing his softening penis out of her with only a small gush of fluids. The majority of his spend remaining inside her, millions of years of evolution making it inhumanly thick and sticky, to remain inside and ensure his successful mating. Annabelle looked up at her lovely boyfriend Dragon. I'll stay with you as long as you'll have me Chris, no matter what else happens I love you. Finished with their affirmations for the moment, they cuddled for a while before Annabelle fell asleep again, pressed up against him. Chris looked over at his clock, it was only 5.30, at least an hour before Susan got home. He had time for a nap too before that craziness started. Breathing deep, Chris drifted into his own satisfied sleep. The ether, he was dreaming again. For a moment, he savored the feeling of Annabelle's warmth as her sleeping form pressed against his front, breathing against his chest. He slowly stroked a finger over her ghostly shoulder and along her arm, exploring her softness in the purple light he cast and the ambient glow of the ether. Sighing, he raised his head and looked at the clock. Not having slept very long, Susan should be home soon and he needed to get up. Wait. I can move. I'm awake. Chris's mind whirred. Sitting up abruptly he missed that his arm passed right through Annabelle, who crumpled into the space he previously occupied, curling into a ball. Clearly he was now in the ether, lucid and in control of his body. Chris felt a little bad about leaving her, but he wanted to explore while he had a chance. The unfamiliarity of having wings was startling, but Chris didn't know how nor want to go back to his human form at the moment. Annabelle was still sound asleep so he reached down to brush her arm and whispered, I'll be back soon babe. She didn't respond so he caressed down her ribcage and over her naked hip. Pressing a little firmer over her creamy globes, he got the shock of his life when his hand sank into her shadow form's flesh. Holy shit! Chris exclaimed, ripping his hand back, leaving Annabelle still obliviously sleeping. While that's cool, how does it work? He wondered. As an experiment, he reached out for his bedside table, feeling its ghostly shadow as a firm object when he touched it lightly but finding that if he pressed harder his hand could pass through it, sinking into the wood as if it were just a very viscous liquid. The implications were staggering. Chris might be able to walk through walls, pass through objects and people, travel anywhere. There were also some more serious things to think about. What if he left the ether while his hand was inside something else? Would my hand fall off? What if part of him was inside someone? I need to get educated, he thought, vowing not to try anything too fancy before he got some guidance. Putting these thoughts aside, he decided to continue with the planned exploration but first glanced backwards at Annabelle. She really was absolutely beautiful, a kind, loving soul encased in a cute, lithe little body. His dragon purred, content with both her nature and physical form, she would be the first of his brood. Brood? Chris asked incredulously not noticing that his wings clipped right through the doorframe. Yes, brood. We will gather desirable mates. Protect and provide. They will come to us and together we grow strong. The dragon responded as he strolled the ethereal hall and descended the stairs. Chris scoffed that his dragon seemed so self-assured. He knew that he probably couldn't be completely exclusive to Annabelle now that he had awoken, but he certainly wasn't planning on pimping up a harem. Annabelle would be his girl. Any others would have to be part of contracts or favors. Everything in the kitchen and living room seemed normal, from the ether anyway, so Chris opened the front door and walked out onto the porch. His first look outside was somewhat anticlimactic, he hadn't been expecting a magical rainbow wonderland but it pretty much just looked crepuscular except everything was ghostly and the faint violet light was everywhere. Looking up, he saw the sun as a bright globe, now low in the sky, but it didn't seem to provide any direct illumination and didn't cast shadows. He could see just as far as he could in the norm but now everything lacked its usual color, a gray-slash-purple scale instead. To the left, growing up the porch and onto the outside of the house was a faintly glowing white vine. Another ether plant Chris assumed, perhaps Susan would appreciate a sample later. Out on the gravel driveway he walked towards the barn past Annabelle's parked car, taking in everything around him. Even the clouds were here in the ether. So were the animals, he noted as he passed the chicken coop. However, the wild ghost birds seemed to sense the proximity of a predator and quickly sheltered back in their house with a fluster of clucks and squawks. Jethry heard the commotion from the barn and sallied forth to shoo off whatever vermin was harassing his chickens. However, only a few steps down the driveway he stopped dead when his neck hair prickled. There was something magical nearby, stalking around his property. He couldn't detect anything out of place with his cat-like senses, but that didn't mean it wasn't there. Looking all around with his enhanced vision, partially transforming into his cat, he scanned for the unseen threat with a menacing hiss. Nothing was out of place but Jethry knew there was something powerful watching him from concealment. For his part, Chris was startled when Jethry emerged from the barn and all of a sudden went cat mode with a hiss, looking around like he was preparing for a fight. His dragon growled in challenge, but realized after a moment that the old war cat must be sensing his own presence, just like the chickens. Chris tried to talk him down but failed. Jethry, it's just me you old coot. My dragon awakened, he said, but got no response. Trying to wave his arms, he shouted but it was clear Jethry couldn't see or hear him. Shit, Chris muttered as he gave up. Jethry's thoughts went to Chris. Perhaps they had been found out. Wearily, he got out his old flip phone to warn Susan, hoping desperately she picked up. He was warrior, trained to fight and protect but he couldn't go up against a powerful magic user, not alone anyway. Hi Jethry, I'm just driving home. Let me just get this headset thingy. Okay, what's up? Susan answered. Chris, standing not two meters in front of Jethri's shadow form could hear their conversation and thought it strange that sound could enter the ether form the norm but didn't seem to be able to escape in the opposite direction. Susan, there's something here. I can feel someone nearby but I can't see or smell them. They're concealed somehow. They're powerful. Jethry muttered into the phone, trying to minimize the chance of being overheard. Susan's mind blanked for a second, her most terrible fears beginning to flush themselves out. Someone had found them. Come for Chris. Susan? Jethry queried, hearing no response. Where's Chris? She asked, panic-tinting her voice. He's in the house. Annabelle's here. They came home a couple hours ago, but just now the chickens started making a fuss and when I went outside I felt it nearby. It's still here. Jethry explained quietly. Okay. Susan answered trying to calm herself as she stepped on the gas, thankful that she was already past the city limits. I will be there as fast as I can. What do you feel from it? I don't know. Jethry responded. It's just here. I can tell it's watching me, but I can't pick it up with any of my senses. Susan, it has a very powerful aura. Like it doesn't care that I know it's here. I think we're in deep trouble if it makes a move. Shit! Susan said. Jethrey, it takes a very powerful spell to completely mask all the senses, especially to a we're being. I couldn't do it myself. Just just wait. If it hasn't made a move by now, perhaps it's not going to. We might be able to make a run for it. Guys. It's me. Chris shouted into the phone, face to face with Jethry. He tried to grab the phone out of his hand but just passed through Jethry's arm and part of his face. Jethrey jumped back with a snarl, turned, and ran for his house. He had felt it pass through him, the cool tingling of the entity phasing through his own body. They were really fucked. Susan. It just phased me. I felt it go through my head. Jeffrey shouted as he bounded through the door into his house, heading straight for the gun safe. Anyone that could phase was bad news in any fight. No. Jeffrey, this can't be happening. Don't let them take Chris. She sobbed, dropping the headset and focusing on driving as fast as she could. How could this happen? She was so sure no one knew about Chris, perhaps she had gotten complacent. Speeding homeward, she fought back tears as different scenarios played out in her mind's eye before a cool rage blocked out everything else. Nothing would take her Chris, she wouldn't allow it. Chris was left standing in the driveway between the two houses and the farm buildings, perplexed with his situation. He wasn't worried about an imminent threat, apparently he was the threat, to himself. At the same time he didn't want to cause any more panic for Jethry or his mom but didn't know how to get out of the ether. Previously he would just wake up from his dream. All he could do was wait till Susan got home, hopefully she would be able to sort it all out or Annabelle would explain it. He walked back towards their house, sitting on the steps to wait. The minutes passed slowly as he sat, observing things through the ether, the novelty of the transparent, ghostly reality quickly wearing off. What if I'm stuck here? He thought Susan would work things out and retrieve him from the ether, eventually. His dragon stirred, bored to be sitting still when it had only just awakened. It wanted to hunt, fuck, or fly, anything exciting really but Chris was just melancholy he had caused such an upset. Jeffrey could be seen stalking his own porch, pump action in hand, so Chris just waited, passing the time with a little more self-examination of his strange dragon body. Only ten minutes later, Susan sped into sight down the dusty driveway, taking advantage of her wagon's 4WD. Skidding slightly to a halt, she was slamming the door behind her inside a second. Storming up the path, Chris thought she looked like an angry goddess with her long black hair flapping around and murder in her sparkling blue eyes. He reminded himself not to piss this witch off. Susan was about to start up the steps when Jethry joined her. They paused to look at each other, Jethry with his claws and shotgun, Susan with menacing power rolling off her. Can you sense it? Jethry asked. What is it? Yes replied Susan coldly. And I don't know. You say it phased through you? Yeah, right through the front of my head. It could have killed me, but it went all the way through. Jeffrey almost whispered. Meanwhile, Susan was expanding her magical senses, probing around to discover the identity of the concealed threat. She felt it nearby, powerful and definitely watching her. Annabelle was upstairs, asleep by the feel of it. Chris was nowhere. Susan flipped. Where is he? She hissed, quiet at first with hatred dripping off her words. I know you can hear me, you son of a bitch. What did you do to him? if you've hurt my son I kill you. Shocked, Jeffrey realized Susan must be addressing the being in hiding. He's gone? But how? He asked. This motherfucker can phase so who knows. Give him back you bastards. Susan wailed, desperate to vent her anger but unable to find an opponent. Chris was frantic to calm the situation. Susan was distraught that he had apparently been taken, when in reality he was standing in front of her. Unable to gain her attention, he tried to give her a reassuring hug. Wrapping his arms around her and pulling her shadowy form close, he wished she could see him. I'm sorry mom, it's just me, I'm fine. He comforted, hoping somehow that the message got through. I in fact, it was Susan who got through. As Chris hugged her, he pulled her into the ether with him. Susan felt the being begin to phase through her and tried to struggle, fearing an attack. But half a second later she felt a shift, her ether's shadow fleshing out as her physical body in the norm disappearing altogether, which made Jeffrey snarl. Despite a drain in energy, Susan heard her son's plaintive words. She stilled her struggles to look up at his unfamiliar visage, seeing her awoken son in his true form, seeing that they were in the ether. Hey mom, Chris said gently as she sagged in his embrace. Oh Chris, I thought we're gone, you, you've awoken. She sighed, relief washing over her, as she began to see more and more of her son in the being before her. Yeah, Annabelle and I am, you know, sex, and then I transformed. Chris mumbled embarrassed. Ah, okay, good for you. That's fine. What are you doing here? Asked Susan wearily, blushing only a little, the drain of staying in the ether was starting to take a toll. How did you bring me here? I don't know, I woke up here after I went to sleep and now I can walk around. Apparently my aspect is the ether. It sucks though because I can't get out. Am I trapped here? He explained. Well that explains. I guess I just assumed the worst. But I've never heard of an ether dragon, Chris. I'll tell you how to leave the ether but I don't have much time to explain. It drains me quickly to stay here. How long have you been in the ether? Susan asked. About half an hour I guess, maybe a bit less. I feel fine. Replied Chris. So how do I get out? Hmm, the way I do it is to picture myself at a door, the ether on one side, the norm on the other. Remember how I explained that it's just another layer of reality, like a different dimension? Well, just open the door with your mind. It can take a bit of energy and step through. Chris, I really need to get back now. I mean, just look at Jethry, she said. Jethry was stalking around the front porch, waving his shotgun and cursing up a storm, his words interspersed with cat-speak Chris hadn't heard the like of since two cats had a fight in the school playground in fifth grade. It was almost funny. Okay, mom, go and calm him down. I'll try to follow you, Chris assured. Susan released herself from his arms reluctantly, he had a new alluring smell which was disturbingly enticing. Only as she stepped away did she realize her son was naked the whole time. Oh my! Was all she managed before she fled back to the norm and proceeded to calm a very startled and confused work cat. Chris watched the scene calm down for a bit before he attempted to exit the ether. After all, he didn't want to pop out and receive a shotgun blast to the face for his troubles. Picturing the door he felt resistance when he tried to open it. He tried again but couldn't seem to make the idea work. Frustrated, his dragon laughed at his efforts. We are an ether dragon, do not bother with doors, just go there. See yourself where you want to be, see yourself in the ether or the norm dot oh yeah? Helpful all of a sudden, are we? Chris snapped. He got no response, so relying on the pro tip, Chris pictured himself back in the norm standing behind his mom at the bottom of the steps. Then he was there. Whoa cool! Chris started. Hey mom, I think I just teleported or something. Susan and Jeffrey spun, startled at his sudden appearance despite having had time to prepare for it. One moment I was standing over there where we talked. Next thing! I'm here behind you and back in the norm. Chris gesticulated, looking himself over as if the answer lay in his new body. How does that work? When he didn't get an answer he looked up to see his audience just staring, varying emotions and degrees of open-mouthedness played across their faces. Honey, that's nice, but I don't know how it works. Susan said, rousing herself from examining her son's new form. I'm an amateur when it comes to the ether. I know ether mages can use it, to phase and travel very quickly, kind of like how some elementals can atomize themselves to travel and reform at their destination. As she spoke, Susan was reduced to shameful ogling. He was truly magnificent, powerful, masculine, dangerous, and beautiful. She took a step forward tentatively, reaching out to touch his shoulder as if under a spell. Jethry was silent, eyeing up the dragon as his cat's instincts would size up a potential threat. To him, Chris reeked of raw power, and their former relationship was now quickly reversed as his cat recognized the new male's dominance. Once his cat had come to terms with it, Jethry relaxed a bit. Still, he held back, to give Susan a moment with her son, and to observe the newborn dragon. Chris, you're taller. Susan realized that she had to look higher to meet his eyes. He used to be about six feet one inch, but in his hybrid form he must almost be six feet five inches. And those wings. Oh, you're going to have so much fun, honey. I'm so happy you've finally awakened. I know your father did it to protect you, but I always thought it was a cruel fate to deny you your nature. She gushed excitedly as she ran a hand down his arm to hold a massive, clawed hand. This form is fascinating. I only ever saw your mother once like this, you know. A mix between human and dragon. It makes sense, though, since the were races can have half forms. She ran her hands over his, examining the coloring as well as his scales and claws. Your coloring is strange, Chris. She said looking back up at him. I've never heard of a purple dragon. Chris just watched passively as Susan examined him, initially embarrassed that she didn't seem to care he was naked although his dragon had said they had nothing to hide. Susan peeked around his side to look at his large wings. It is the color of the ether though, which raises even more questions. Susan continued. I can tell you will grow to be very powerful, Chris, you already are. It's kind of scary actually. If you weren't my son I'd be very wary right now. Actually, I think I am still a little scared. She looked up at his reptilian eyes, reassured she could still see her loving boy as he gazed back at her. Mom, don't be scared. I'm still me, just a little different. Chris assured, trying to smile comfortingly. His white fangs flashed. Susan involuntarily gasped and took a micro-step back. Chris realized what he must have done and toned down his grin to a closed-mouthed smile. This was truly a huge change, her realized. His own mother was afraid of him in this form. Susan saw a little sadness creep into his eyes and admonished herself for her reaction. She'd wanted to support him through this. She stepped back up close and hugged him. Chris wrapped his arms around his mother thankfully. A hug was exactly what he needed. Almost. I love you, Mom, he said. Sorry about the teeth. I love you too, honey. I'm sorry I reacted like that. It might just take me a little while to get used to the new you. Susan responded with her head against his warm, creamy, scaled chest. As she breathed, she became more aware of his delightful scent. A smoky, spicy, manly blend which she could happily get used to. Hey, at least you won't have to use men's cologne ever again she said, trying to provide a little humor. Chris froze. What? Susan asked, pulling back a little to look up at him. What's wrong with that? You smell nice, sexy even. Chris gently pushed her back to arm's length and took a step away. Retreating like she had something he didn't want to catch when really the reverse was true, remembering the effect they had on Annabelle. Um, so I have pheromones now, he said awkwardly, not really wanting to elaborate further. Susan tilted her head, confused at his reaction, until she felt her body's instinctive pull to get closer again she said, answering her own question, realizing she was feeling a little flushed, the telltale beginnings of arousal, her nipples stiff against the cups of her bra. Oh, she repeated, blushing furiously and turning away slightly embarrassed. Oh my god! Chris backed up, mortified that he had now affected Susan too. Jethry, I think you'd better take care of the chores this evening, the animals don't seem to like me much at the moment, and I don't even know how to change back. That's fine Chris, come see me tomorrow before you head to Denver, said Jethry, happy for an excuse to evade an awkward situation. The dragon was still Chris underneath his new skin, so they were good. He turned and headed back to his house, processing the bizarre circumstances of the last half hour. Chris looked back at his mother for a second before shaking his head, retreating upstairs, wanting to distance himself. His powerful olfactories had detected a faint womanly odor which only confirmed his fear. Chris I'm sorry, I forgot dragons could do that. It's natural, okay? Nothing to be ashamed of. Susan tried to console her son while getting her body firmly back under control. It's bad enough Annabelle got dragon-struck, came his response from upstairs. Annabelle? Oh. I'm magical Chris. I can resist it better and maybe there's a spell I can use to reduce the effect. I'm sorry I embarrass you, all right honey? It's no one's fault. You're a very alluring being. Susan reasoned. I can't believe this is happening. Clothes, I need clothes. Chris disappeared inside his room and closed the door. Shit. Susan muttered. Could have handled that better. Pheromones aside, the appeal of his half-form was not lost on her. She was his mother but objectively, Chris was possibly the biggest temptation she had ever come across in her 38 years. Speaking of big, Susan mused aloud to herself, with a heady giggle before reigning in her imagination. Stop that. She admonished. How was she going to guide and support him if she made such jokes and comments, even to herself? Heading back to her car to retrieve her stuff, she started to mentally plan for the trip to Denver first thing tomorrow. With Chris awakened, they needed to get the protection of the ruling lady as soon as possible. Chris had such a powerful magical presence she wouldn't be surprised if some of the most sensitive psychers were aware of his awakening. They were no longer hidden. Passing the stairs on her way to the kitchen she called up to Chris that she would start dinner still feeling her body's desire to get close to the dragon. Chris sat on the edge of his bed, awkwardly rubbing his forewings, he had banged them on the doorframe. Annabelle was still asleep, beautifully sprawled across his bed. Honestly, he was scared. His effect on Susan brought to light just how ill-prepared he was for this, that there were unforeseen consequences of his awakening that weren't necessarily all good. What if he didn't want to arouse women when they caught a whiff of him? How was he supposed to blend into human society? Susan wasn't even the real issue anymore, as he despaired a little at the death of his own humanity. And what was with these mood swings and powerful emotions? Fuck it, he murmured, getting up to put on a pair of old sweatpants. At least his dick wouldn't be flopping out in the open at dinnertime for his mother to see. A shirt proved impossible. Cut wasn't a standard t-shirt style at Kmart. Perhaps most unsettling were his own feelings regarding Susan. Sure he was embarrassed but there was excitement, and not a little desire deep within him. Mixed with his love for her, the heady feelings had his mind racing. Before he knew it he was fantasizing about his beautiful mother in ways he hadn't since early puberty. He felt a dreadful pang of guilt. Here he was, sitting next to his lovely sleeping girlfriend, who not three hours ago gave him her virginity and pronounced her love for him, he was unfaithfully fantasizing about his mother. His own damned mother. Sickening, Chris berated himself. Not our mother, the dragon poked in his mind. She is a beautiful, ripe, female who loves us. She deserves our care and attention. She raised us as her own, take her as our own. Shut up. I love Annabelle. Chris retorted, angry that his mind didn't entirely disagree with his dragon. He knew the dragon wouldn't pass up an opportunity to have Susan for his own. To become part of his brood. Do not resist our own nature. We love them both, we will have them both. His dragon stated this as if pronouncing the inevitable. Chris didn't reply, not wanting to lose any more ground against his reptilian adversary. Instead, he cuddled up behind Annabelle, pulling her to him and breathing into her pale neck. Annabelle woke as he pulled her against him, stirring with a contented murmur. Things came rushing back in a moment, and she turned to confirm that she was indeed in bed with a dragon. She looked into the purple visage of her beautiful monster boyfriend, smiling with love as his vertical pupils scanned her face. Hey babe. She turned her body to face his and snuggled in close, feeling he was clothed. Chris saw love written all over her angelic, sleepy face. Overwhelmed, a tear rolled over his flat snout. Annabelle quickly craned upward to kiss it away, instantly feeling a flash of his feelings in the moment the tear was shed. Deep love and appreciation. I love you too, Annabelle said as she recovered from the startling experience. All of a sudden it felt like her body was humming with vigor. Like she had drunk three cups of coffee and they hit all at the same time. D.I. Chris started. This is so much bigger than I ever considered. Are you okay? Yes, Doofus, I'm great. That thing with the pheromones was a little weird but also pretty frickin' hot. I can still feel it, you smell great, and it makes me feel frisky. Annabelle replied enthusiastically, taking another sniff at his neck before continuing. But it's not all-consuming like before. Ooh, it was so good, Chris. I never imagined sex like that. I can still feel your stuff inside me, all slippery and tingly. Wait, do I need to worry about protection? Annabelle gushed, giddily high on love, great sex, and a powerful dose of dragon spunk. I guess I was asking more emotionally, rather than physically but I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. I know I did. Chris felt better, at least she seemed to be adjusting better than he was. Leaning forward to kiss her slowly, their lips pressed lightly together for a few long seconds before he pulled back to continue. I don't think you'll get pregnant, not yet anyway, my dragon says I need to bite you first. I have a venom to induce fertility, it's all some elaborate mechanism to ensure females get pregnant with my young rather than another males. So weird. Annabelle smiled. So I'll stop taking the pill, just don't bite me, okay? Chris tensed a little, the thought of Annabelle pregnant seemed highly appealing to his dragon but come on, he was only 19. Yeah, we don't want kids, right? He asked, smiling nervously, not wanting to say something accidentally offensive. Eventually, we do. Annabelle replied, pleased to see the silly smile had returned to her love's face, albeit a sharper, pointer-toothed smile than she was used to. Look, Chris, don't feel too guilty about any of this. I love you, and even if you think it's some sort of magical influence you have over me I wouldn't change it. Remember I decided to go ahead with you before I found out you were a dragon. As she spoke she reached up to cup his purple cheek affectionately, trying to get her message through to him because she could tell he still had reservations. I never dreamed any of this was possible, but in a way it's like a fantasy come true. We're going to get to explore a whole new world together. You might not think it's so great once we start exploring, Chris said eyes locked with her deep browns. Maybe, but we'll have each other, Annabelle admitted, patting his cheek and giving him a quick kiss. Okay, let's go downstairs, I can hear Susan. How did that go? Pheromones, Chris mumbled. Annabelle let out a peal of beautiful laughter, Imagining Susan getting awkwardly flustered It's not funny D Chris sulked Oh Chris, it's a little funny She soothed My dragon I don't know if He stopped Not really knowing what to say He I'm not a monogamous beast Annabelle thought seriously for a moment Considering how she felt about this piece of news Jealousy and anger flared in her chest before she reined those feelings in He hadn't done anything Just tried to explain himself to her Maybe it was his nature But she was his first She loved him and he better damned well respect that On the other hand, if that was truly part of what he was, she might have to learn to live with that, or, give him up entirely. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Chris. She said honestly. Her response was not what Chris had expected. Okay, let me get up. Chris watched her pull her dress back on, and told her about his adventure into the ether, trying to explain what little he knew. Explaining how Jethry and Susan thought he was a powerful being, come to kidnap himself. She listened carefully as she cleaned herself up with some of Chris' bedside tissues, unashamedly letting Chris see the fruits of his labor, as she wiped away her own fluids, and what little of his drying cum had escaped her. Her mind swerved between the sensations as she dressed, and his talk. Sore and sticky, somehow, these sensations gave her a proud thrill, some extra confidence in her own womanhood. Considering his human and dragon sides as he talked, she realized that she could modify her behavior to appeal to either or both, precipitating a certain outcome. It wasn't as devious as all that though. She simply wanted to understand his world so she could comment intelligently in the future, remain relevant to him. Annabelle induced him to rise up off of the bed, still wondering at his strange beauty, and gave him a loving hug before pulling her reluctant boyfriend toward the door. Walking gingerly down the hall, she felt a constant reminder of their recent activities. He had really done a number on her, attested by the tiny yet insistent aches all through her core and a general throbbing throughout. When combined with the aftermath of several huge orgasms and a light nap though, Annabelle felt just great. Everything looked golden. Stopping at the bathroom, she went in to pee. Chris waited nervously by the door reluctant to go downstairs and face his mom again, but realizing it was entirely necessary. Once downstairs, Annabelle led Chris to the kitchen bar stools. Susan looked up from her salad preparation, eyeing at Chris for a moment before turning to Annabelle with a huge smile. And what do you have to say for yourself, missy? Susan joked, noticing the flush and contentment of a well-fucked woman. No regrets, it was simply amazing, Annabelle replied with a huge grin. He's being all bashful and sulky now, but it was so much better than I could have imagined, and once he transformed... Oh. My. God. Susan cocked an eyebrow, theatrical astonishment on her face. However, she familiar with the rumors surrounding the sexual prowess of dragons. Chris's purple face darkened to an almost midnight blue, and he made a move to get up and escape from the teasing she-devils. His mother and girlfriend got on far too well together. Nothing good could come of it. Babe, I'm just teasing. Annabelle said, holding him down and giving him a quick consolation kiss before turning back to Susan. But not really. Well, I'm very happy for you too. However, your awakening will require quite drastic changes. How much have you told her about yourself and our world? Susan asked her blushing son. He's told me what matters, I think. Annabelle responded for him. I'm staying with him no matter what, we'll work the rest out as we go. I'm glad you feel that way, Annabelle. I would hate to have him newly awakened as well as heartbroken. Susan smiled. Just remember, this world is far from a fairy tale. He's definitely fairy tale. Annabelle couldn't stop herself and Susan could only laugh at her flustered son. Enough. Chris pleaded. No more, I might literally die. Poor boy, we've barely started. Okay, tell me what happened, you can leave out the gruesome details to save my son's fragile ego. Susan smirked. Annabelle started to explain the events of the day, beginning with their confession of love at school. She almost teared up a bit, so Chris continued, describing his transformation. Susan asked a few questions and gave answers to their queries where she could. She finished the salad and fried two large steaks. Soon dinner was served and they sat together at the kitchen bar, Chris eating one steak with Annabelle and Susan split the other. While salad didn't much appeal to Chris, on the other hand, his new teeth demolished the steak. So, what happens tomorrow? Chris asked between mouthfuls. Well, Susan said thoughtfully, we'll all leave first thing tomorrow and seek an audience with Lady Nalakis. I don't imagine we'll have to wait long, given the importance of a new male dragon. Once we have her approval and get you registered, I think you'll have to make Annabelle your familiar right away. From there I don't actually know. She pondered for a few moments. We'll probably get a guard and stay in Denver a few days. What are you going to tell your parents, Annabelle? I'll call them tonight and tell them I'm going on a trip with you guys, to check out Denver for the autumn. Annabelle said. If they kick up a fuss I'll just say I'm moving out. I will be anyway. They ate a little more. Listening to Susan retell how terrified she had been when she got in Gethry's call that afternoon. How she had assumed the worst when she got home and felt the presence of a powerful unknown being. So how powerful is he? Annabelle asked. In terms of raw potential, I don't think I've been this close to anyone more powerful. He feels like a class one, the highest class before you break out of the class scale. Chris, you have such a strong presence it's scary. The bleed through from the ether was downright impressive, and now that you're in the norm it's almost smothering. We will have to work on teaching you how to dampen your aura. Susan mused. As for actual power? I don't know. I'd say your inexperience is your biggest vulnerability, but strangers won't know about that. After a couple years training I think you'll be able to tackle pretty much whatever this world can throw at you. Susan was almost bubbling over with pride. Wow. Annabelle teased. I bagged a prize catch. Chris didn't rise to the bait, instead, he just continued eating his steak. Payback for her teasing would come eventually. More than you might realize, Annabelle. Susan said seriously. You are going to have some fierce competition, and the contestants aren't going to play fair. Male dragons are considered superlative mates amongst beings. Funnily enough the females have a reputation of being ice queens, but that's mostly because they're wired to expect greatness from their males. Chris, I imagine you'll be pressured to find at least one dragon mate, you have a species to save after all. What about you, Susan? Annabelle asked, a little steel in her tone as she considered her potential competition. Chris told me about his effect on you. Chris froze, his fork midway to his mouth. His dragon, too, was watching them intently. It was important that he understood the dynamics inside his own brood. I'm not really his mother you know. I'll resist it but I guess we'll cross that bridge if we come to it. Susan replied, inwardly impressed. She felt reluctant admiration for Annabelle who was already on the defense, playing for keeps. That's what I said, Annabelle said, giving Susan a smile and allowing the heat of competition to cool for the moment. Chris opened his mouth and let his fork resume its stake-laden path, his dragon mulling over this new information. It appeared Annabelle had some inner fire, which was an immensely pleasing revelation. She would make an excellent first, helping him to manage the rest of his females. Disturbed with his dragon's train of thought, Chris stood up quietly and beat a hasty retreat. He walked into the living room, found his chair without turning on a light in the evening gloom, and sat down to think that Susan's voice carried from the kitchen, where she was telling Annabelle to give him a little space. However, a minute later his stunning girlfriend waltzed into the darkened room and planted herself in his lap, affectionately kissing his cheek before snuggling against his warm chest. Chris wrapped his arms around her and held on tight. What's up? Annabelle asked after a minute, Chris sighed. Just trying to come to terms with all this. My dragon thinks so differently from what I feel should be acceptable. Like just before, he was watching to see which of you would be in charge of the rest of his females, including Susan. She already belongs to him in his mind. If that's what you really need from me, I'll do it. Annabelle consoled. I don't want that for you, Annabelle. Damn it, I feel like a fucking schizo. Like there's me and some douchebag trapped inside my head, and he keeps winning all the arguments. I guess we just cross that bridge if we come to it. Chris confided, exasperated, but at the same time glad she wasn't repulsed by his nature. SHH. Annabelle squeezed him tight around his smooth, scaly abdomen. That's what I said, she repeated quietly. After a few minutes Susan called them back for chocolate ice cream. She observed the dynamics between them. Chris guided Annabelle back into the room, his claw tipped hand on her lower back. Annabelle sat on his lap, the mechanics of which were a little awkward at first. With his insidiously intoxicating scent tickling her nostrils, she felt a twinge of jealousy as Annabelle cuddled up to her son and knew she was in trouble. Chris, Susan started, deciding to get things in the open now before it became more awkward. I love you. I'm your mother but you've changed, so whatever happens, there will be no more guilty feelings. As a woman I find you incredibly desirable, you were tempting enough before you awakened, but now, now you're a different person. You will be with others besides Annabelle, it can't be helped. Now I'm not necessarily setting my sights on you, but I won't spite myself from missing out on happiness out of a misplaced sense of moral wrongness, which doesn't actually apply to our situation at all. Think about that. Chris met Susan's blue eyes straight on as she spoke. Had he been made to respond to her, human to human, he would have died of embarrassment. Saved by his dragon who now took over, instead he appraised the raven-haired, mature beauty before him. I have, and I agree. He allowed a small grin to grow a little wider as he continued to size her up with his rather piercing stare. Sniffing the air, the dragon savored the sense of his two women, before relinquishing control back to his human side. Susan, squirmed on her seat slightly knowing that the dragon had scented her. The pull to go to him was strong but she held back, refraining even from a chaste embrace. It was too soon. Chris needed time to adjust to his new life. Instead, she made quick work of her ice cream and excused herself, reminding the cuddling lovers to be ready by 7 a.m. the next morning. Susan quickly made for her and bathroom, stripping hastily and examining herself in the mirror, considering her body. She was pleased with what she saw, aging slower than a non-magical human. Her generous, slightly pointy breasts had only a little sag, large nipples slightly high and currently very erect. Her belly was only slightly padded and her waist still tapering, flaring to very womanly hips and thick, luscious thighs. She was only 38 after all, exploring herself gently. It wasn't long before she was caught up in little snippets of fantasy centered around her son, stopping every now and then to chastise herself. She considered her thick pelt of dark pubic hair, wondering if he would prefer her shaven, that was all the craze among the youth these days, wasn't it? She hadn't felt anything but her own touch since just before this exile started almost fifteen years ago, always afraid that getting involved with someone would expose Chris somehow. Now her unkempt bush was moist and steamy, wicking up the moisture from her fevered pussy. She decided to leave it. He would know he was with a real, full-bodied, sexy woman when they finally acted on their desires i in the shower. She cleaned the day's stresses away but soon relented to some exquisite self-gratification. Dreaming the dragon in the house below barged into her bathroom and had his strong, loving, yet firm way with her. With a strangled little scream, Susan experienced the most powerful orgasm she could remember, slick channel clenching desperately around her single finger. She collapsed down the wall she was leaning on with a wail, warm water flowing over her body, washing away her creamy juices. For a full minute Susan sat on the floor with her legs stretched wide her finger as deep as she could manage while she twitched with little shocks of joy, never considering that the subject of her desires now had powerful hearing. Finally she pulled herself together, not a little guiltily and got ready for bed, setting her alarm early in order to get ready for their trip. Chris heard Susan's orgasm from the kitchen despite the noise of the shower. Her noises had an unmistakable tone of pleasure that stirred him to hardness in moments, nestled under Annabelle's firm butt. I don't know if I can handle any more of that just now, babe, Annabelle said teasingly, putting a little pout into her tone. I'm a bit sore after how roughly it treated me. I'm sorry, I was a bit rough the second time, wasn't I? Chris apologized. Maybe, but it was also fantastic. She admitted with a yawn, wrapping her arms up around his neck. Take me to bed, I'm tired again. Chris obliged, happy to hold her close and carry her to his room, his hands firmly planted on her fleshy ass. Annabelle wrapped her legs around him. It was a major turn on that he carried her around so easily. They cleaned their teeth using his toothbrush and got ready for bed. Together they stripped and curled up in bed, Chris spooned behind her, caressing along her soft tummy up to her breasts. Are you ever going to change back? Annabelle asked. Aren't your wings annoying in bed? Chris reached behind himself, turning out the lights. I know I can change fully back into a human, I just don't know how. I guess my dragon will help with that when I need to. He moved his wings around experimentally, trying to figure out how sleeping like this would work. It didn't seem too uncomfortable. I think the wings will be fine, I'll try to avoid sleeping on my back though. I'm more worried about how I'm going to get to sleep next to these. He reached up to cup a small breast, holding her tiny nipple hostage between his fingers. Rolling it gently between finger and thumb Hands off the tits either of us will get to sleep at this rate Besides there isn't much to hold your attention for long Annabelle sighed Squirming a little She didn't really want to get too fired up And end up not getting any sleep They're beautiful, perky, cute, sweet, and perfect Chris whispered into her ear Just like their owner He really did love her little tits He could appreciate a bust of woman But Annabelle's were perfect for her They even had their own equally small areolas With matching tiny nipples Perfect for him to fit half a breast in his mouth Thanks babe she replied, turning her head to give him a brief awkward kiss. I love you, she said, nestling back into his warm body. And I love your tits, D, came his quiet reply, not relinquishing her boob. You're a dork, she muttered. Her breathing eventually slowed as she fell asleep. Chris lay awake for a while longer, mulling things over and trying to ignore his penis pressed against her soft rear. Tomorrow he would be forced into the deep water of this new world. He had no plan, other than swim hard, and avoid sharks. This story is continued in the next part. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening.